they were the only team in the NFC East not to draft a defensive line in the first round. They took Evan Ingram. They brought in Brandon Marshall. What did they really do to help their line? What did they really do to help their backfield? Okay, and, I don't, and their defense is superb. Mm-hmm. Landon Collins is excellent, but even the best of defenses can get worn down really, really fast. And, you know, they beat the, the Lions last year in this building 17-6. It'll be interesting to see how far both teams have come or how far both teams have fallen from a year ago. Russell, thanks as always for your time. We appreciate it. We'll bug you soon, I promise. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Thank you. Russell over at ProFootballGuru.com. Follow him on Twitter at BaxFootballGuru. Random morning jukebox straight ahead and some loose ends here on a Monday. Still a lot to get to and a lot that I just plain missed. Poor clock management. Murray, Sally Lynn, SB Nation AM, SB Nation Radio. This is the Sean Salisbury Show. You go to a dentist's house, he's pissed. It's like, what are, what are these kids doing? He's happy. It's more clients. Yeah, it's more money in his pocket. They don't get paid extra money for cavities. They get paid, they get paid, they get paid extra money when you come and get, then you have eight cavities instead of two. Yes, they do. Yeah, no, they don't. But everybody had, like, you don't get wait, paid wait, by wait. the cavity. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you're, say that one more. Oh, so if I go in and get eight, if you go in, let's say you have you have eight cavities, and you go in and get them all worked on. He's going to charge you the same for one as he did eight? No, but the dentist... The, the dentist gets charged. He charged you for eight fillings. Yes, not one. You get charged for all of them. Yes. The more people eat, the more cavities they get. The more cavities they get, the more appearances they make to the dentist. That's called logic, dude. No, you, you, you there's nothing you can do to fix that. You you, you have no... You don't, no, you don't get paid by, by cavities. You get paid by appearance, and eight cavities is more than one. Look, I agree it's a racket, but that's not how it works. Tune in to the Sean Salisbury Show weekdays from 5 to 8 Eastern right here on SB Nation Radio. This is SB Nation Radio. The next generation of sports radio. Every Sunday night at 8 Eastern, get the inside track on the world of NASCAR with the Joe Nemechek Show. NASCAR veteran Joe Nemechek and Matt Peralt break down everything from the Daytona 500 to the latest truck series race. Follow Joe on Twitter at FrontRowJoe87. Be sure to tune in to the Joe Nemechek Show every Sunday night at 8 Eastern, right here on SB Nation Radio. This is the Sports Grind. But to sit there and tell me there's 60 other guys better in this terrible, talented NBA better than Carmelo, that's crazy. That's biased. That's hatred toward Carmelo. Is this list for 2017? I mean, your past, your it's past true. accolades right. do not come into right. this list. Right, it's for this year going forward. I don't care if it was for two years or any time. I mean, Carmel, there's not 60 guys in this NBA better than. But hey, man, I, do I get justified in my love for Danny Green at 59? No, no. no. I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're watching. I mean, you know, Danny. I mean, Danilo Gallinari better than him. Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez. It's some Alonzo Ball. He hasn't played one game. And I think Alonzo Ball, which is something we never talk about when we discuss LeVar, I think in three, four years he could be a top five point guard in the league. I think he's that good. Tune into the Sports Grind, weekdays from 3 to 5 Eastern, only on SB Nation Radio. This is SB Nation Radio. Tune into the Sports Bosses every day with Jim Rodriguez and Sean Stanley right here on SB Nation Radio from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at the Sports Bosses. And make sure if you miss the show to check it out at podcastarena.com. What's up, man? This is KD. I'm 35 for the Warriors. Listen to SB Nation. Follow us on Twitter at SB Nation Radio and listen all the time at SBNationLive.com. Live.com. 
This is SB Nation AM. It's time for our random morning jukebox. I know the group. HF Festival 2002? Oh, they've got them on the They must have been there. OLP, right? Don't they have a song? Our Lady That's what this song is. This is that song? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, there it is. There you go. Our Lady Peace 2002. You were right, Sally. Did you look it up? No. <laughs> Nailed it. Ding, ding. Sally, the other Young song. Young Tim Murray was at the 2002 HF Festival. There it is. DOD, Papa Roach, Sum 41, Hoopa Suck, Unwritten Who, Who's it? Not Hoopa Stank. Oh, sorry. Uh, Newfound Glory, Good Charlotte, Dashboard Confessional, Trey Turner. Dashboard Confessional. Trey Turner. Our Lady Peace. They were day two. Our Lady Peace stuck around. They played both days. Our Lady Peace did a song called Clunks, Sally. Do we have that one? That's the uh, that's the one that I know from these guys. Yeah, I know, you know this one. Yeah, I, I sort of know it. I know Clumsy more. Uh, Our Lady Peace out of Ontario. In Canada. Still, yes, of course. Mike Turner. Apparently it was the... Uh, Along with, is it Wayne Maeda or Rain Maeda? Absolutely. That guy, yeah. Kento Maeda? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Maeda, but he changed, may have changed his name to Rain. These guys are out of Toronto and Ontario, formed in 1992. And additionally consists of a bassist, lead guitarist, and a drummer. Millions of albums sold worldwide, kind of like millions of burgers or something like that. Uh, real quick, because I got geeked up headed into the weekend, saying I wanted to watch opposite the Red Zone and the Redskins and the Rams, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, oh that's nice. right, hockey. I did. Yeah. I did watch it. How they do? They won nine four. Oh, championship! Unbelievable. Put Osaka. up, put that's up Osaka nine in that their preseason right opener, their exhibition opener. Kid named Tyler Wong scored three times, hey, had Wong. an assist. What's their over under for the year? That I don't know. But they didn't dress any of the names suck, that you right? know. You know. Well, they scored nine goals in they're the They're not going to score nine goals during Cup, the regular season. Lord Stanley to the desert. Book it. KKSE. Parker. Denver. The best sports talk all day long. Altitude 950. Denver's all sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios. The Vic Lombardi Show starts now. I like Vic Lombardi. You go to Denver, very few Lombardis. You know, I guess we're naturals. I guess we're naturals in there, man. He's a man who likes wine. And I'll tell you something else. He knows more about sports in his toenail than you know in your family tree. Yes, sir. You hit it right on the head, man. Don't talk about my height. I have to keep it very professional, which uh, I will. But uh, you got a big crowd out there. Yeah. It's uh, Vic Lombardi night. It's all entertainment. You know, it's yeah. all entertainment, man. You're listening to Dr. Vic Lombardi. <laughs> Hey, 
It's what we talked about all week. Okay? The plan was flawless. Okay? You guys nailed it that way. And the effort was outstanding. When we're on and we're right, man, we're going to be tough to beat. Okay? But that being said, guess what? This feeling is not what? It's not final. Success is not final. Okay? It's not final. Game ball. Okay? One right now. It'll probably be ten more tomorrow, man. Icing it. Dallas guys. Yeah, and that Dallas guy is none other than Akib Talib. You will hear from Keeb later on in this show. Of course, you will hear from him tomorrow exclusively on 950 Altitude Sports Radio. He joins us every Tuesday, 815 tomorrow morning, correct? Everybody? Yes, sir. Yes. We're in the regular season schedule. Now I want to welcome, uh, as usual on the show, Jesse Trujillo running the ones and the twos. We got James Merrillat over here, Manchester. We got H.W., Will Peterson, we have a new addition to the program, just started today. What's this gentleman's name, Martin? Mm-hmm. New intern. New intern. Hey, Martin, how you doing, bud? We're going to talk to you a little bit later, so get ready. Do we have a like a halftime with Martin or coffee break? We better with, find something. I mean, these are day one things we sort out, Coffee right? break with Marty. Like, what do we got going Ma- on? Yeah, Marty. Marty, hey, come up with something hey, unique for your, him. Your name's not going to be Martin, by the way. It is no. Marty. Marty's the name. I don't care if nobody's ever called him Marty exactly his right. entire life. Exactly right. He's it is Marty. not going to be Martin on this show. <laughs> Nobody goes by Martin. I don't know. Well, welcome to a post-game uh, 2017 where the Broncos are now 2-0. and And uh, these are two home games that, let's be honest, at the beginning of the season when the schedule is set, I think most of us looked at that and said, okay, they'll get a split here. A split would be nice. Well... Not only did they win convincingly, they made me look foolish. And I'm the guy who thought the Broncos would win by a touchdown or more. I'm the guy who went into this game saying, yeah, you know, 24-17, something like that. You got the 17, right? You're exactly right. You just need to flip that 24. Do you know that this Denver Broncos offense, because you got to concede the key to lead pick six, all right? The Denver Broncos offense through two games is averaging 30 points a game. If they can average 30 a game this season... This team's a legitimate Super Bowl contender. If, if I'm not ready to go there yet, if they can average 30 points a game, they're going to go 16 and 0. If so, we can say if. Yeah, it's not happening. But if they do, they'll go 16 and 0. They are averaging 30 points a game. The biggest difference between this Broncos version and last year's, it's pretty simple. The offense is staying on the field. The three and outs are gone. The third down conversions. At one point yesterday, nine of twelve on third downs. They went up uh, nine nine of fifteen only because the last three possessions they're trying to milk clock. I don't even count those. Nine of twelve before the final three possessions where the game was already out of reach. Dude, they are doing everything they're supposed to do offensively right now. Now, can they be better? Of course. Can the offense be better? Of course. Everything, everyone can be better. But don't tell me. They have not exceeded expectations on the offensive side of the ball. That was a treat to watch yesterday. Most fun I've had watching the Broncos offense. I tweeted it in 33 months. I mean, this goes back to the Peyton Manning era, uh, the year they lost to the Colts in the playoffs. I, I know they had some moments the Super Bowl year on offense, specifically uh, that Packers game at home and all that. But in terms of complete offensive performance, most fun I've had since 2014 watching the Broncos. I had this feeling going into the game, fellas, that the defense, specifically the Broncos defense, would take it personally, which is exactly what they did. 
Because all we heard going into this game is, oh, Cowboys offensive line. Ooh, they are physical. All oh, those weapons. Oh, my God, Dak. How are you going to stop these guys? They took it personally. And Ezekiel Elliott was invisible at halftime of this game. C.J. Anderson was out rushing Ezekiel Elliott 92 to zero. 92 to zero at halftime. That is taking their game, owning it, and doing it better than they can. That was arguably the most dominant performance by the Broncos defense in the last five years. And I'm not being hyperbolic. I mean, the, the Cowboys got some points late and put up some yards late. When that game mattered, the only score they got was after the fumble and they got the ball at the five-yard line. They did absolutely nothing in the running game and they did absolutely nothing in the passing game. That was absolute domination from the Broncos defense for three and a half quarters. I mean, until garbage time. Well, and you think about other games that fall into that category and I'll, I'll give a hat tip to Paul Clee who tweeted this last night. Super Bowl 50 falls into that category. They were better yesterday. The AFC title game against Brady where they hit him 20 times falls into that category. They were better yesterday. And holding Aaron Rodgers to 80 yards on Sunday Night Football the year they won the Super Bowl falls into that category. Those were similar games. That's to me the best comparison because they absolutely dominated a really good Packers team that night. Just It was night and day in terms of how the Packers looked in the six games prior to that and then that night. It was like they, they, they were playing the Cowboys from the 1 in 15 team in Jimmy Johnson's first season. I mean, it was domination yeah. from a team that almost is universally the NFC pick to go to the Super Bowl. And they looked, they looked like a joke. Guys, why do I glean so much satisfaction from bludgeoning the Cowboys? Because on my way into the stadium yesterday, I made some stops at tailgate parties and the amount of Cowboy fans, it, it made me sick. To be honest, it made me want to lose my lunch. But why do I take so much satisfaction in beating them? Almost more than I do the Raiders or the Chiefs. Not as much as the Patriots, mind you. But almost as much as the Raiders and the Chiefs. Because there's an arrogance that starts all the way at the top. Watching Jerry Jones, and I know you were in the press box, but after Simeon threw, yeah, I think it was his third or fourth touchdown, they mm. flashed to Jerry Jones, and he just looked so defeated. And he did a little old man head shake for like 10 yeah. seconds. There is an arrogance with that fan base that starts at the very top, and they were humbled. It's, it's more than that. I, I wouldn't blame it's more it than Jerry that. Jones because that arrogance yeah. has been there for yeah, that's that's been there for years, years before he got you, there. You know what it is? I'll tell you exactly what it is. I'm watching NFL Network last night. Just a recap of all the games. And by the way, we've talked about it on this show. Just give me the damn highlights, ESPN. All right, give me the, let me, I want to see who won and how they won. Just give me the highlights. So I turn to NFL Network to get the highlights the last of every time game. I've watched ESPN. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I just give me the highlights. So I, I, I get on there and they show the highlights of the Broncos Cowboys game. And then they do a minute long post game analysis with sound bites from all the players. Every single player we heard from in the NFL Network rendition was a Cowboys player. As if, wow, what a fluky game. Let's let the Cowboys just unload a little bit. That sort of ticked me off. Just ticked me off. Like, come on. Really? I mean, you're that in bed with this team? Really? I mean, there's a team on the other side that actually played pretty well yesterday. Really? Yeah, but the Cowboys drive ratings, man. 
Uh, there were more people watching NFL Network last night who were ticked off Cowboy fans than there probably were happy Broncos fans. And there's our man, Leggy, right now on the Morning Sports Center edition, right outside Dove Valley, talking about the 2-0 and Denver Broncos. They were arrogant in 1977. Yeah. When they beat the Broncos, and well, I guess January fifteenth, nineteen seventy-eight, when they beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl, they've been arrogant ever since. They're a bunch of front runners. When I was in Dallas, Kroger grocery store had to buy ten thousand tickets every game so the games would be on TV and not blacked out. Yet two years later, when they go into Super Bowls, everybody's a Cowboy fan. They're they're an obnoxious fan base. They're an obnoxious organization. Okay. I guarantee you all expected me to come on this show today and just hit Manchester with a bunch of I told you so's. But I'm going to say to myself, there's a couple things I erred on. There's also a couple things I want to warn you about before we go a little crazy after that game. No, 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 no. There's no warnings. There's nothing. I want to warn you. Everything's great. I want to temper. Oh, you're I want to be rational. What a hater. I also want to read some of these texts because you are getting murdered right now. What a wet blanket. You are getting killed. Oh, there's a shock. (laughs) How was Twitter yesterday? How, was that fun? It, it's totally fine. It doesn't bother me. I mean, because here's the thing. All these idiots, right? Easy. Who come at me on Twitter. You should, it's just funny. Watch. You should just sit and watch my phone. The first score. The first score. It just lights up. And I guarantee you, when these things start going the other direction, all these people will be gone. And they won't text me a, hey, Manchester, you were right. That won't come in on the text line. They'll suddenly just be quiet. Well, what makes you think you're going to be right? You said 6-10. and What makes you think this is a 6-10 and football team? So far, I'm one game off. I had him winning the opener. I had him losing yesterday. So they're on pace for seven and nine. But they lose at Buffalo. They're right back on my pace because I had him winning that game. Just remember, everybody, there's only one man in this town who can look at a dismantling like we witnessed yesterday, come off that game and say, yeah, seven and nine. Only one man. And we've got him right here on Altitude 950. Did uh, Josh McDaniels and Kyle Orton dismantle everybody? We have one man. Who can look at that kind of game? Try to remember and conclude a seven and nine season, and that man is featured right here on the Vic Lombardi Did the Broncos show. Broncos start four and zero last year. When we come back, don't forget Joel Dreesen at eight thirty, NFL huh. Network's James Palmer at nine fifteen. Try to remember. Those of us who are logical, practical, and reasonable will tell you how you should really feel, how it really is after a win like that. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. I was expecting you in white chaps and orange pom-poms today. Don't get too high. I thought I just didn't get Don't get too low. The team uni. Listen, I made it. Troy Eggman could use your advice. You see his eyes yesterday? I know. Aren't aren't I two and two on bets with Manchester now? Yeah, you got double steak coming up. Whoa. Did you wrap in those fillets and bake it? Did you notice Troy's tie? I didn't. I I couldn't stop staring at it. Joe Buck's wardrobe too? No, I didn't notice Joe's. Both of them wearing the Cowboys colors. I mean, Troy's might as well have had a Cowboy logo yeah. on it. It was the exact color scheme. Hey, but what are you going to do? He played for the Cowboys. I have no qualms with that. Oh, come on. you got to be a little impartial. Well, you can try to be, but you know he's not. Well, you don't have to wear yeah. the team colors. DT got absolutely mugged, and Aikman goes, oh, I didn't see much there. Did, did Dez, was that a catch? I was in the press box. No, he pushed off Keith. 
No, no, I'm talking about the catch that down the sideline. The catch down the sideline. Was that, was that a, a catch? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, he didn't get one in, let alone two. Oh, he got one in. No, he dragged him and then he came up like the friggin' Tooth Fairy picked him up. He tapped his toes before he caught the ball. Thank you. And then so he, he got dr- zero in. And then he drug, and then he drug his right foot. Okay. You, you really should let me finish thoughts and then go. Alright, when we come back on the show, our piping hot takes, you might be surprised with mine, and at some point during the course of this morning, we have to talk to Marty, our newest intern. Hannah, no longer here, Marty is the new coffee rate guy, and he's on the Vic Lombardi show. You got us until 10 a.m. this morning, it's a Bronco victory, 2-0. Tell us what you saw, I'll tell you what I saw next. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Crackman and Harris. Coming up Monday, Crackman and Harris, the Broncos victorious off to a 2-0 and start. Ryan, they handled the Cowboys. And still tied for first in the AFC West. We're going to go inside, outside, and back inside what made this win happen. Make sure you listen as we'll be in it and out it on Monday. Crackman and Harris, every weekday afternoon, 3-6, to 6, only on Altitude 950. This is John Elway. I joined the American Financing Team for one simple reason. They look out for homeowners in Colorado. They're solution providers and will take the time to understand your goals and objectives. Your needs may not be the same as your neighbors. Here's something I appreciate. They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. That's different than most of the other guys. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. It's called responsible lending, and that's what drives the culture at family-owned American Financing. Are they any good? The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for new home loan or refinance, I recommend calling American Financing at 303-695-7000. 303-695-7000, or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. Rates won't stay this low forever. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Hey, Vic Lombardi here. I love this time of year. Nothing better than lying in bed on a cool, crisp autumn night and drifting off to a quiet, restful night's sleep. But if you or a loved one has sleep apnea, sounds of snoring may be echoing throughout the whole house. CPAP is typically used as the first line of treatment for sleep apnea, but studies show up to 50% of people who have a CPAP machine don't even use it. Now there's a silent, mask-free treatment option available right here in Denver. It's called Inspire. Inspire is an implantable device that works inside your body with your natural breathing process. It delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open, giving you and your partner the restful sleep you need. Inspire is FDA approved and currently offered at more than 100 leading medical centers across the country. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and find a doctor who can help determine if Inspire is right for you. The freedom to sleep like everyone else is just a click away at InspireSleep.com. That's InspireSleep.com. Get power to spare with a Honda generator, and you'll never be left in the dark again. Honda puts clean, economical, portable power when and where it's needed most, when you least expect it. Honda generators all have easy-starting, dependable Honda engines to keep the power going. Get turned on to a Honda generator from Four Rivers Equipment in Greeley. And enjoy for home or play. Visit FourRiversEquipment.com. 
The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Stop and go traffic southbound I-25 between 144th Avenue to the 112th Avenue Bridge where there was an earlier accident. All lanes reopen. Traffic brought to you by Amazon. Southbound I-25 is slow with normal heavy traffic between the Boulder Turnpike and Evans. Amazon is hiring full-time associates at their newest warehouse in Aurora on the job training and benefits. Apply at Amazon.com slash Denver Jobs. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Well, we knew, we knew with their starters, um, they would have trouble covering our receivers. But the run game was, you know, that was, that was the jump starter, you know, to run the football and enforce those guys who play single high to get 88 and 10 one-on-one. So, you know, we knew it was going to be our advantage, you know. Our receivers versus their DBs was going to be an edge for us. And obviously running the football helped that edge come true. So how did the Broncos beat the Cowboys at their own game running the football? How did they stop the Cowboys run game? Well, wait till you hear from Brandon Marshall. My interview with Brandon Marshall coming up in the next segment. He does not pull any punches on how the Broncos did it. We saw it, how they did it. Wait till you hear him. All right. Before we get into our piping hot takes, I do have to add, I did not watch a single inning of the Rockies game because I was at the Broncos game. Did you guys by chance flip back and forth? Did you yes. see, was it, was it another bullpen special? Was it, cause I, from what I read here, they got a three nothing lead that melted in the later innings. Yeah, it was a three nothing lead that went away when it was sprinkling and everybody had to run inside. Um, when they came back, it was bullpen time because John Gray was done at that point. And it was Neshack, and it was McGee, and then ultimately it was Holland who gave up the lead. But they had chicken parmesan on the plane last night, so all is good. So they have a day off today, right? They do. All right, day off while Milwaukee catches up in the standings. Milwaukee's now two and a half out. Guys, I was looking at the Brewers' remaining schedule. I'm not ready to call it yet. Milwaukee's remaining schedule is not that hard. They do have the Cubs in there. But outside of the Cubs, they have the Pirates and the Reds sandwiching the Cubs. And they finish with the Cardinals in St. Louis, but the Cardinals may be out of it by that yes. point. Yes, the Rockies are still plus four in my five, or my four-point plan. They needed to win the series, and they did. A sweep would have put them to plus five, so no need to panic. But they have to win both games in San Francisco. That was part of the plan. Two in San Fran, followed by four in a row in San Diego this week. That's the Rockies on the road. Time now for our piping hot take. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Sus Buick GMC. No dealership fee ever at Sus. It's Vic's Hot Take. I always jump the gun on that intro. I'm just so excited. It's no big deal. Every single time. The difference between this year's Broncos offense and last year's is sustaining drives, staying on the field. And the reason they have stayed on the field is because they can run the football. They run the football. That was the big wall that stood between the Broncos and offensive success last year. Bring down that wall. Oh, and they brought it down. They brought it down big time. Isn't C.J. Anderson the league leader in rushing right now or among the top two? He's got to be. He's averaging over 100 yards a game. 
couple of the moves he made yesterday were phenomenal. Second in the league behind Kareem Hunt from Kansas City. Nice company. That guy's like the next guy. Anyway, before we get out of hand here, and again, this is a guy who picked the Broncos to win. Never saw them scoring 42 points against the Cowboys. Here's one thing I want to say. Don't get out of control. All right, let's not get crazy here. You have to understand how they won this game running away. They won because the Cowboys were very shorthanded in the secondary. They were already down two corners. Then they lost a couple during the game. They had one healthy corner to finish the game. Other guys were rookies out there. They they just scrap heap dudes they put out on the field, okay? So you better be able to throw the ball against a team with that kind of secondary. You better be able to move the ball. The other thing that concerns me right now is the play and the health of the Broncos' offensive tackles. We saw what happened to Garrett Bowles. We're hoping that it's not as serious as it looked. Uh, judging from the reaction, anytime you're carted off a field and teammates are coming up and shaking your hand and hugging you, that's like worst-case scenario, right? That's end-of-the-year scenario. But the MRI and the X-ray results signify something else. It could be just a sprain. We will find out more today on Garrett Bowles. On the other side of the line, Menelik Watson. Boy, that one play where he got beat inside, even though he had outside help from CJ, it looked bad. That's his second game in a row where he's just looked really slow. Now, he rallied. He didn't look that bad later in the game, but he rallied. Still a concern. You can't finish an entire 16-game slate with two concerns at the tackle position. Can't do it. Can't do it. That's what scares me. You score 42 against the Cowboys. You're 2-0. Everybody's rolling. Everything's looking good. But there are still concerns. Again, the way I look at this, cautious optimism. That's the way you should look at it, too. There's no other way. That's my piping hot take. Next. It's HW's Hot Take. We heard an awful lot about the Dallas offensive line and how great they were, how great Ezekiel Elliott is, best running back in the NFL, and he still might be. And that kid's been nothing but special in his first season and maybe his first game of 2017. But I, I don't know what it was yesterday looking at the box score, at the pro football focus scores. I can't pin it exactly, Vic. But we all said the Broncos needed to fix their run defense. If yesterday is any indication against the best offensive line and one of the best running backs in football, that run defense is fixed, man. Ezekiel Elliott goes nine carries, eight yards. They embarrassed the Cowboys front. They absolutely embarrassed the best offensive line in football. They took the chewing gum right out of their mouths. They were chomping on that gum, and they reached into their mouths and said, I'm taking that gum right now. Now, I don't know if it's Brandon Marshall having a bounce back year after a down year. I don't know if it's Adam Gotzis looking better than we expected in the first two games. I don't know if it's Domata Pecco and his big old belly clogging up the middle. I can't pin my finger on it. I'm not going to act like I know why they stopped Ezekiel Elliott yesterday. But they stopped him, and they stopped him good. You know how Zeke does the stupid little soup thing after every first down? He didn't do the soup thing once yesterday because the Broncos shut him down. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Couldn't happen to a nicer franchise. The Broncos embarrassed the Cowboys yesterday. Supposedly the best offensive line, best running game in football. It's almost as if the Cowboys had this imaginary wall. And the Broncos brought it down. Bring down that wall! Just wanted to hit that again. Next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. Trevor Simeon was very good yesterday doing what the Broncos asked him to do. He was 
on time with his passes. He was accurate with his passes. The problem is that every one of those passes was 10 yards or less. Now, that worked yesterday against a depleted Dallas secondary. It worked yesterday when the running game was going well. It worked yesterday when everything was on schedule. Save for one holding penalty, the Broncos didn't find themselves in a hole and having to make plays. Trevor Simeon threw four passes down the field yesterday. Would you like to hear the results? High to Emmanuel Sanders, nearly picked. High to to Benny Fowler, nearly got him killed. Late to Virgil Green, nearly picked in the end zone. And early to DT, intercepted. Those were the four passes that traveled beyond 10 yards yesterday. And I'm not going to do it now because I don't want to interrupt your hot take, but all four of those passes, your assessment is wrong. But we'll get into that later. Oh, I'm I'm sure it is because nothing he did was okay. bad yesterday. We'll get into it. I mean, fumbled at the five-yard line, threw a pick when the game was completely over and gave the Cowboys a little bit of life, but whatever. It was Everything he did was great. If you think you're going to nickel and dime, dink and dunk, your way to win after win after win, you're delusional. Now, when the Broncos started 6-0 and under Josh McDaniels, I was the guy who was going on the Built Ford Tough Football Show back in the day saying, hey, they didn't run a single offensive play in the red zone against the Bengals, and they won. That's not a recipe for success. And all I heard was, oh, you're just a killjoy. You're just a hater. You're just, you don't know what you're talking about. They're 6-0. and Where do we put the McDaniels statue outside the stadium? Okay. Dink and dunk every completion. Not a formula for success. Okay, uh, breaking news in the NBA, by the way. We'll get to it coming up later. Plus, I'm going to take each of those four passes down the I field. I can't wait. I you... can't wait till the ball that was high to Emmanuel. Okay. Was not, well, I'm wrong on that. Right. How am I wrong on that? No, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm no, just you saying just said you were wrong. On all four of those, you're wrong. You're very wrong on one of them. Well, I was wrong on all four of them. You're, you're wrong. Let me put it this way. You're dead wrong on two of the four. Uh, you, I mean, you, silly you think wrong. I'm you're wrong try... on, the, on the Benny Fowler you're one? You're building your agenda. You're building okay. your agenda. Okay. It's agenda-driven radio. It's not. It's not. I can tell you what was an agenda. I, I got the agenda tweet of all agenda tweets if we want to get to that during Twitter police later. We also have breaking news for the Nuggets. Big signing coming up. I'll have those details plus my interview with Brandon Marshall. And if you're lucky, we'll read some of these texts because they're coming in fast and hard. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Broncos are 2-0. and the Nuggets just signed a player. We'll tell you who. Piping Hot Takes has been brought to you by Sus Buick GMC, south of Mississippi on Havana in Aurora. Here's your chance to hang out with Scott Hastings and Julie Brahman. Every Thursday during their show, a lucky listener and a friend will have lunch with the host while hanging out in the studio. Presented by Garbanzo Mediterranean Fresh, the perfect balance of nutritious and delicious. Visit eatgarbanzo.com to find a location near you. It's Hanging with Hastings and Brahman every Thursday only on Altitude 950. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home, especially a new one. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American financing for their new home loans. It's an amazing time to buy and home prices are on the rise. Getting pre-qualified today gives you real buying power. Sellers want to know that you're for real and being pre-qualified by American Financing gives them that assurance. And that's the key to winning in a seller's market. 
What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for a new home loan or a refinance, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Who doesn't love the idea of sitting comfortably in the back of a limousine while someone else does the driving? Sure, it's all about comfy leather seats and a built-in bar, but hiring a limousine is actually a great idea. Whether it's a trip to the airport, a business function, or a party night out, going in a limo keeps everyone together. No waiting for anyone. No one gets lost either. And no one's going to get amped up with road rage. Total buzz kill, right? And parking is never a problem. You get dropped off at the door. Paul Music and Limousine is Denver's affordable luxury travel provider. Special events to and from the airport or just a safe, relaxed ride you can always count on. Limos, car service, party buses. Paul Music and Limousine. 24-7 reservation in the palm of your hand at 303-532-4685. Paul Music and Limousine. 303 303- 532-4685 303-532-4685 Rockies fans, there's only one week left of regular season baseball, so get down to Coors Field and be a part of the playoff push. The Rockies take on the Marlins September 25th through 27th, followed by the Dodgers September 29th through October 1st. Get tickets at Rockies.com today. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. A delay leaving the downtown area with an accident northbound I-25 north of I-70, keeping traffic slow, almost starting around Spear. Traffic brought to you by Choose Fitness. Southbound I-25 running heavy and slow, E-470 down to the 112th Avenue Bridge from an earlier crash. Now we have an accident reported. Watch for delays behind this. Eastbound I-70 at Quebec. You've never seen a gym like Choose Fitness because there isn't another gym like Choose. Check out ChooseFitness.com and join today until September 30th for just a $1 startup fee. That's right, just a buck. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Ream Pro Partners text line is now open. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Is your air conditioner handling the summer heat? Go to ReamProPartners.com today. Got our hands on a football. Dak don't even throw picks. So, man, we got to pick Dak off, man. We got turnovers, man. Our offense ran the ball. Great. DT and E caught the ball. Great, man. It's it's all around. It's all around. Complete ball game from the Broncos. Man. That's Keeb. You're gonna hear him tomorrow at eight fifteen. The weekly Keeb to Leave show here on Altitude Sports Radio. Man, as soon as he made that pick in the end zone, because he had two other opportunities during the course of that game, two that landed in his lap, and then Des Bryant was able to slap them away. As soon as he got his hands on that ball, first thing that came to mind, he's going house on this. This is house call. <laughs> Did you see uh, who was a Cole Beasley? That got around his neck like a cape, and he said, nah, I'm not interested. Get out of the way. He I'll took give, it the yard. I'll give Cole Beasley and Dak Prescott some credit. They at least tried to stop him. Watch the replay and Everybody watch Dez. walking. Watch yeah. Dez. That guy is, when it when things are going good, Dez is a great teammate. When things aren't going good, woo, that guy's a lot of fun to be around. Okay, some breaking news in the NBA. Uh, hits, and hits home here with the Nuggets. They They make a move. And we saw this coming. I saw Tim Connolly last week at the Broncos game, and he expected this to happen any time, and it did. The Nuggets re-sign restricted, restricted free agent Mason Plumley, Three-year deal, 
$41 million. Now, at first glance, you're like, what? $41 million. But I have to remind you the kind of money that's being thrown around in the NBA these days. Remember just a few months back when these signings started to happen, the kind of money being thrown around, everybody's cashing in. That's actually less per year than I would have predicted. What is that per year? Like 13.6. Is that what it is? Yeah, I expected him to be around 15, to be honest. Yeah, I, I would have figured 15 to... It, honestly, 20 wouldn't have shocked me if it was a two-year deal. So the Nuggets now have 15 guys under contract to start the season. Guaranteed contracts. But the NBA rosters do expand this year to 17, am I right? They have 15. No, but I'm saying they can carry up to 17. So I'm not sure what the exact number is. I know that they can carry a couple extra and then go up and down sure. to these D-League. They call them the G-League now. My point in years past, the roster would have been 100% set. It's still not 100% set, but they do have 15 guaranteed contracts. Okay. All right. Uh, before we get to the text line. 30933. That's our text line. Something you said during your piping hot takes that rubbed me the wrong way and a lot of our listeners. Oh, here we go. Listeners are already chiming in. I, did anybody notice what I said to start my hot take? How Trevor Simeon executed what they asked him to do perfectly? Did any Threw the ball on time and accurately? Did mm-hmm. anybody m- notice that or mention that? Of course not. Okay, go ahead. What was the part that rubbed you the wrong way? Well, you said they had four passes downfield executed by Simeon, and all four were off the mark and got the receivers in trouble. Yes, all four. Okay, let's let's go ahead and break those three down. near picks and one guy got knocked out of the game. The pick, the pick. Are we going to blame that on DT? DT told me after the game that he ran the wrong route. <laughs> okay, all right. So there's one. Okay, let's. Uh, oh, well, well, hang on. Well, what else do you want me to say? Hang on, Trevor's mom. But we're, let's let's no, mark that oh, as a single. Okay, so, so let me get this straight. No, it's a if, single. If Demarius Thomas tells me and everybody around him when we're interviewing him that he ran the wrong route. Turned inside instead of out. You're still going to pin that on single. No, I'm giving him a pass. Okay, I'm just, we're I'm give just him curious. A, we're giving him a single, even though the second baseman dropped the ball. That's a, that's a hit. But I mean, how can you view that as a Simeon problem when the receiver openly acknowledges no, no, he ran the wrong right. We, we live in the one town where it's not the quarterback's fault when they throw interceptions. Okay, okay what's the other one? The one to Fowler. H- how do you view that as a bad? It was pass. high. It was two feet too high. If it's two feet too low, it gets intercepted. No, it doesn't. (laughs) If it hits him in the numbers, if it hits him in the face, it's a touchdown. The fact that he had to jump up and try and catch it made him vulnerable to a hit and made it to where he couldn't land in bounds. The ball was high. James, come on, man. You're you're hurting your argument when you make ridiculous claims. Okay. so The pass, if it's thrown any lower, it's intercepted. Uh, that's categorically false. Let me ask you this. Did Benny Fowler have to jump to make that catch? Yes. Did he have to reach his arms up to make Darn the right. catch? He threw it only where Benny Fowler could catch it. Okay. so It then... was a great throw. It was perfect. It was, I'll use the word again, phenomenal. Okay. Okay. So yes. just, just so we're aware, an incomplete pass that got his receiver's bell rung is a phenomenal pass in this town. It was okay, perfect. Mrs. Simeon. And the other one, that's, we're going to give him a double. And on the that other one was the receiver's fault for turning the wrong way, acknowledged by said receiver. Okay. What about the one to Virgil Green that should have been picked in the those end zone by both, Heath? Those are both on Simeon. What? Yeah, both of them. No. So, two passes in this game. The one, the one that was passes. high to Emmanuel Sanders and, that and almost turned into a pick. I mean, Emmanuel could have caught it. He could have. 
He could have caught it. So, you know what? Let's go ahead and give him, let's give him a single on okay. that one. What, what's your overall grade of Trevor Simeon yesterday? Just curious. Overall, I, I would grade. give him an A minus. Okay. I thought he was very good. My right. point that's is, good, fair. if your game plan is, and, and your recipe for success all year is a three yard pass that is going to turn into a 27 yard game, good luck. Good luck. And that's that all I'm the, saying. And that what the Cowboys did all, all year last that's year? That's all I'm saying. Okay. If you think they're the Cowboys, fine. If you think they're the Cowboys. How'd that look yesterday? All right. When, they, when the Cowboys the weren't on schedule yesterday mm-hmm. and they weren't running the ball, how'd their offense look? So you're basing this whole thing about being on schedule and off schedule. Every team gets off Everything schedule. Everything went perfectly Every yesterday. Team. You know what? The Denver Broncos have a better record than the New England Patriots. The Great. Patriots just call it. Great. I mean, they were off schedule against the Chiefs. He's He's really, really good. At throwing the ball on second and two and throwing a four yard pass to a wide open guy. Great. Better than Dak Prescott. Great. Uh, That's awesome. some of the text coming in. There was double coverage on Fowler, dude. It was a great pass. I okay. think everyone acknowledges how it great wasn't. a pass that it was. It was high. It was high. Peyton Manning in his heyday. That's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. Cause he's accurate with the ball. No, no, you're getting, hey, this is painful. No, I'm not. That's painful. I'll tell you what's painful yeah, is when painful. A, when you give a guy an A minus and you happen to point out a bad throw, but they're not you bad still throws. have to make an excuse for it because him. you're trying to find faults. And no, you're, I'm you're not. Digging, you're, you're, no, I'm you're not. Reaching, you're I'm, reaching. I'm just not here wearing to white make yourself chaps. feel good about I'm it. I'm just not here wearing white chaps. I'm all right, not. This but one's we, from we all Chris. can. Chris should, we says, go, should we go see if the promo team has any orange pom poms? Chris says, can how can you view the DT almost interception as a Simeon problem? It's a James problem. I didn't have a DT almost interception. The DT one was an interception. Yeah. I'm just reading the text. So, I mean, we could listen. That would help. Uh, this one's from Kevin. I think he's defending you. Manchester, I know the jackals will be out in full force this morning, so I wish you intestinal fortitude. Stay salty, big guy. I think that's a pat on the back. I'm not sure. I think it was, too. Hey, we're week two of this. I had to deal with six weeks of it with Josh McDaniels. Six weeks. 3619 says, weeks. here's a news flash, Manchester. It is possible to get better from your first year to your second. I don't recall saying it wasn't possible. Well, uh Manchester, can't you just admit that Trevor keeps getting better and you were wrong about his, quote, ceiling? Nope. Because there was not a... Oh, you said me, he reached his ceiling. Let me put year. it this way. Let me put it to you this way. I said his ceiling is Andy Dalton. Tell me the pass Trevor Simeon completed yesterday that Andy Dalton couldn't. Tell me. Tell me what it was. The was one, it, that, the was one it, that Benny it, Fowler was nice. Was it, was it was on the, the money. Oh, the incomplete pass? It was I, on the money. You know what? Should have been challenged, to be honest with you. I Andy, he Dalton, Andy Dalton could have thrown that one out of bounds, too. Andy Dalton so, yet to produce a touchdown in two games. Could Andy him. Dalton have thrown the three-yard pass to CJ that turned into a 16-yard touchdown? Could he have? Trevor has seven more touchdown passes than Andy Dalton through two games. Could he seven. have? Seven. Seven My guess zero. is yes. All right, and are you predicting this is going to continue? Because I'm the one pointing out that... no. Throwing three yard passes that turn into twenty seven yard games isn't sustainable, and I'm the I'm the jerk. So we could either let's get on the record. Is this what's going to continue? No, it's not going to continue. Oh well, let's no. let's bash Vic on the text line. He doesn't get it either. But I'm not building this case against a guy just for the sake of building it. I'm I'm being okay. fair and reasonable. Twelve zero three. Whoa whoa whoa. Twelve zero three. Vic Vic is Trevor's dad by by what by saying that Trevor had a good game. I'm his dad. Okay, so cousin. I said he. I gave him an A minus. I said he was on time with his throws and accurate, and I'm not being fair and reasonable because I'm, I'm not just saying, hey, everything he did was great. So, again, let's go back to the Josh McDaniels era. When everybody was celebrating the Brandon Stokely fluky touchdown, Will was there dancing in the stands live and in person, and I said, 
timeout, pump the brakes. They didn't run a single play in the red zone today. That's not very sustainable. Was I right or was I wrong on that one? But, how, but I think we'd, that turn out? Uh, real quick, I think we'd all agree that that Cincinnati game, you're talking about the batted up Ocot, that was fluky, right? What was mm-hmm. the final score that day? 9-7? I think it was 12-7. 12-7? over a team that went 13-3 and last year. I, I'm not sure how fluky where, where, yesterday where, was. Yeah, where's the fluke? I'm trying to find the four I didn't touchdown use the term passes. fluky. I'm, I'm using the Cincinnati game as an example of after a win, when I came out and said, here's something about it that should concern you. Okay, so I'm coming out after a win and saying, all this was really good. Here's something that should concern you. You can't be successful offensively long term if you never throw a ball more than 10 yards down the field for completion. You can't. Or we could all just stick our head in the sand mm-hmm. and get our our white chaps and orange pom poms and cheerlead for three hours. We I, could I don't, do that. I don't disagree with That'd you. That'd be fine. I don't disagree. But the passes you pointed out, two of them, your assessment, of those two passes are blatantly wrong. Well, so your argument loses all value when you. They're point. blatantly wrong according to you because you. Marius Thomas told me you ran the wrong route. Fine, the one that's high, the one that's high. That you think it's a great. It, no, let me use your word. A phenomenal incompletion. A phenomenal pass on the incompletion. Okay, great. I mean, if we're gonna do that, let's just let let's just send the guy to Hawaii, give him his Pro Bowl nod. Let's just do it because we're not gonna accurately come out and assess his game. If everything he does wrong, it, we're gonna blame on someone else. Let's pull the Scott Hastings, and when the guy fumbles, let's blame it on Mike McCoy. Let's do that. By the way, N- nothing's um, the guy's fault. Nothing's way, his fault. If you heard my piping hot take, I not I a said, thing. I said you want to treat a win like this with cautious optimism. Well, because You can say that, but facing, then your assessment isn't that. You're facing a very undermanned secondary. No. They're down to one healthy corner. You get that every week. And the tackles are suddenly hurt. So it can't get any easier now when you have two tackles that are suddenly hurt. So I, I just want to know that going in. But to then assume that a guy's reached his ceiling and he can't throw the ball downfield because he didn't, it all, all that means to me is that they weren't giving him the ball downfield. That passes were open underneath. And he, really? Was he, DT open down the field? He missed that one. Oh, that was no. He missed that one. No. He only, missed it. Only the moron yeah. Paxton Lynch misses open guys. Only Paxton Lynch does. Only you would bring up Paxton the, Lynch, who's not even a The genius from Northwestern never misses an open guy. But let's, you know what, let's break out that gift from the San Francisco game and use it as an excuse and a reason to call Paxton Lynch dumb. Let's do that again, Denver Media. Break that out again. Because the genius from Northwestern missed a wide-open touchdown yesterday, but we'll give him a free pass on that. A couple textures when you uh, brought up the Peyton Manning reference. Hey, uh, James, do you remember how many times Peyton used to get his receivers blown up? I didn't hear you complain then. There's a couple things coming. I can't even read some of these texts, but it's okay. Listen, it's okay. Then there's this one. When is Terry bringing the orange slices, Vic? Orange slices for what? I've told you they're 2-0 and o with cautious optimism. Orange slices. I'm being fair and reasonable. I think I am. I, I mean, it's not my fault Manchester has expectations of a Hall of Famer every time he mentions the quarterback play. No. My expectation is you have to be able to throw the ball downfield. He threw the ball downfield four times yesterday, and none of them were complete. But according to you, none of them were his fault. According, to me, according to me, two of those four passes were good passes. Okay. Two of them were bad. Did he complete them? Two of those four, yeah. One of them was complete to Benny Fowler. They should have reviewed that, to be honest with you. I thought he it wasn't complete in the in the playbook or in the box score. When we come back, my interview with Brandon Marshall. How the Broncos absolutely hogtied Ezekiel Elliott. That's next on the Vic Lombardi Show.
Attention homeowners. Hey, you need to sell your house. Well, if you have a house that's worth half a million or more, you need an agent that specializes in high-end homes, knows your neighborhood. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call, and he's going to make you the following offer. Here's how it goes. Troy will sell your home at a price that you agree with, or he will cut you a check for $5,000. That easy. He has an exclusive system for marketing these homes that's proven. He used this system to get ten grand more for her home than the owner thought he was going to get. Give him a call, 720-900-4433. No obligation at 720-900-4433. Troy has so many approved buyers on his list, he might already have a buyer for you. 720-900-4433. That's 720-900-4433. Every Tuesday on Altitude 950, it's Denver cornerback Akeem Talib. Outspoken, no holds barred, speaking his mind. Tuesday at 8.15 on the Vic Lombardi Show. Presented by Metro 21 Real Estate Group. Metro21homes.com. By Icon Suit. Professionally tailored suits in Cherry Creek. And by Honda Power Equipment. Power you can trust. The Akeem Talib Show. Every Tuesday, all season. Only on Altitude 950. Denver's all sports station. Hey, Vic Lombardi here. I love this time of year. Nothing better than lying in bed on a cool, crisp autumn night and drifting off to a quiet, restful night's sleep. But if you or a loved one has sleep apnea, sounds of snoring may be echoing throughout the whole house. CPAP is typically used as the first line of treatment for sleep apnea, but studies show up to 50% of people who have a CPAP machine don't even use it. Now there's a silent, mask-free treatment option available right here in Denver. It's called Inspire. Inspire is an implantable device that works inside your body with your natural breathing process. It delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open, giving you and your partner the restful sleep you need. Inspire is FDA approved and currently offered at more than 100 leading medical centers across the country. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and find a doctor who can help determine if Inspire is right for you. The freedom to sleep, like everyone else, is just a click away at InspireSleep.com. Sleep.com. That's InspireSleep.com. Changes in the air, Colorado. Hot days, cold nights, fall is coming, and I say let it come. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for My Car Guys, Johnson Auto Plaza. Let me tell you about making a change in your driveway. Ram Power Days makes this the season for a new Ram truck. Johnson has 350 new Rams in stock, and each one discounted for Ram Power Days. Let the Johnson family introduce you to the Ram family. The Ram 1500, 2500, 3500. Pick a Ram, any Ram. Cummins Diesel or Hemi V8, only the start of the you-make-it-your-own Ram choices, colors, equipment. Pick your favorite digital toys inside. This year, Ram has got the competition on its heels with the most impressive lineup ever. This is the kind of change you want. Ram Power Days. There's no better truck than Ram and no better place to get yours than Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. North of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. Are you a homeowner who's tired of paying mortgage insurance? Hey guys, Nate Crackman for my friends at American Financing. If you own a home in the super hot Denver market, you've got to hear about another way American Financing can save you money. We all know home values are higher than they've ever been, but did you know your current home value may be up to 40% more than when you bought it? This is huge because once equity goes up, mortgage insurance can go away, putting extra money in your pockets. So why not let the 
salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing make those savings happen through a simple loan refinance. Even if your original lender can't help you, chances are American Financing can. No upfront fees, and you may even lock into a lower interest rate. Start saving as much as a thousand dollars a month, and you may be able to close in as fast as ten days. Call now three zero three six nine five seven thousand, or go online AmericanFinancing.net. And MLS one eight two three three four regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Buying or selling a house doesn't need to be stressful. Now there's a one stop shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group is taking the pain out of buying or selling. Lucas Akers and his team of agents all over the Denver area can help save you money. Why pay a 6% commission? With Metro 21 Real Estate, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-4663. Find out how they can help you or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group. Call 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-4663. Tell them you've heard about what they have to offer on the radio. NMLS 158-1504. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. There is an accident clearing right lane eastbound I-70 at Monaco. Backing up traffic to Harlan. Traffic is brought to you by Amazon. Pretty slow on southbound I-25. Stop and go between E-470 Northwest Parkway and the 112th Avenue Bridge, as well as between 58th and 23rd. Amazon is hiring full-time associates at their newest warehouse in Aurora. On the job training and benefits, apply at Amazon.com slash Denver Jobs. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Players tail off. I mean, a bunch of, you know, kind of highlight real runs, but then a, a bunch of, you know, bloody, ugly four-yard runs that um, you don't don't show up on a stat, stat sheet as much. But um, he played played really really well, and um, him with those guys up front, I think was a good combo. You know my take on Simeon. It's the same take that Simeon has on Simeon in his post-game press conference yesterday. When you know being lathered in praise, he said, "Hey guys, take it easy. We're two games in." Take it easy. Things change. It's a long season. So he gets it. Mr. He gets it. Mr. September was really good yesterday. He gets it. He understands things can change in a hurry. You know he what is? also should be praised for the numbers he's produced. He's got seven touchdowns in two games. You know what his record is in uh, September? What is it? And I'm counting an October mm-hmm. 2nd game in this. 6-0. and Pretty good. You know what his record is outside of September? No. Four and six. When you say his, you mean the Broncos? You know what his uh, record? You know how many of those games were played at uh, Sports Authority Field? Those what? six? Yeah. Four. What's Paxton Here, Lynch's record in September? Here's the thing. Um, and again, I don't know why this always turns into like I I didn't draft Paxton Lynch. Your mm-hmm. guy did. I didn't. My so guy. I don't know why this turns Who's into my guy. Why it has my to dad? be Paxton. Paxton. My dad was Paxton. wrong on his pick. My dad picked the Cowboys. So for the four thousandth time, my take on Trevor Simeon is it's a road to nowhere. I'm going crazy. So this win yesterday is just keeping him on the road to nowhere because mm-hmm. now they're more likely to be eight and eight, nine and seven. Nowhere is pretty and good when the, you're two and zero. Oh. The Broncos will convince themselves that they're close and they'll stay on this road to nowhere. Mm-hmm. They'll stay on this track. They'll stay on this treadmill. Okay, fine. I'm trying to get them off the treadmill. 
I've never said Paxton Lynch is a great quarterback. I will say this. If Paxton Lynch had gone to Dallas, he would have had just as much success as Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott showed me zero yesterday. It's all about situation. It's all about circumstance. Dak Prescott fell into a great situation and great circumstance, and Paxton Lynch didn't. Um, I ran into Peyton Manning Friday night at the Boys and Girls Club charity fundraiser, Flight to Luxury, which, by the way, made a lot of money for the Metro Denver Boys and Girls Clubs. Thanks to Peyton Manning, who helped throw out footballs to the tune of $10,000 apiece. It was so cool. If you bid on a Peyton Manning football, he would throw it to you, autograph, take photos, and all it costs you is ten grand. Huh. Yeah. If you have ten grand lying around, Guess right? what? They sold every single one of them. Well, did anybody drop it? He's the big... Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders almost did. He was in the crowd. <laughs> did he buy one? Yeah, he did. That's that cool. was pretty cool. That's really It was cool. really cool. It was a great event, and... Um, I'm going to share what's next for him. I'm going to share with you. I'm going to share what, what his thoughts were on Trevor Simeon. And this was before the game. I'll do that later. But first, my interview with Brandon Marshall after the game yesterday. And I was moseying my way out of the locker room and I saw Brandon and I said, I'll stick a microphone in his face and ask him, what was the difference? How did they shut down Ezekiel Elliott? Sometimes is that a good thing though when he jumps off sides because it sort of keeps everybody on their toes. No, it's never a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> never. Never. What do you think the difference was? I'm sure you've answered this, Brandon. Elliot was never a factor. He yeah, was never, never, never a factor. What was it from the very get go? What were you doing? It's us, man. It's just, it's just our defense, you know. Uh, and I tell everybody, you know, that I think the Cowboys, you know, everybody's so offensive minded. Oh man, the offense is, offense is this, offense is that. But you know, we have the best defense in the league. You know, this kind of reminds me of the uh, the Super Bowl game. Everybody was talking about what Cam Newton and they were gonna do. But they never face a defense like us. Just like the Cowboys haven't. They haven't faced a defense like us. We're the best defense in the league. Um, there's no defense that puts the pressure on them, the offense like we do. So, you know, whenever we play a, a, a team that's all oh, has a great offense, you know, I mean, we just do what we do because we're the best. You know, there's no team like I know they have Seattle and Kansas City. There's no defensive team like us. Were you doing anything schematically to stop the run or just your basic, uh, man, basic, basic front? Basic front, man. We just knew what we had to do. It's not like we had, we, we called any extra blitzes or anything like that. We did the same week, same thing we did last week. This reminds me a little of Green Bay, kind of what you did to Aaron Rodgers that night. You did to Zeke and their three all pros up front today. Yeah, man. I mean, look. You know, I know that the NFC, well, I guess it's supposed to be more rugged than the AFC, but it's not true <laughs> at all. At least not with us. Hey, when the lead picked that up, did you know he was taking it? Did you know right away? Absolutely. You know what? I looked back to see if number 11 was going to tackle him. Yeah. And once I saw that, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a touchdown. And I was like, I got to export him. I got to get him. Were you the guy out in front? Yes. He was trying, telling you to get out of the way, man. He wasn't you out of the way. Well, I don't know. I was trying to block. I was like, let <laughs> me block. You're trying to get this Dak. It was like Dak was the only guy with the shot, but he wasn't, you know. Yeah, you well. just had to clear him out. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, let me just go ahead and block. Just, just because. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Appreciate it. Good game, man. Yeah, Dick, Dak Prescott, only one of the few Cowboy players who actually attempted to stop to leave on that pick six. Did you see Des Bryant? As soon as he picked it off, he just stopped. Dogging it. He just stopped. Did you see Zeke on Chris Harris Jr.? Just pick? stopped. Wanted no part of it. You build a team of bad guys, yeah. it's going to be fine when things are going good. Right. It ain't going to be good. I'll ask you guys bad. the same question I asked Brandon Marshall. How did they shut down the Dallas Cowboys' vaunted running game? What did they do? What did you see that they did? 
I just lo- it looked like they stuffed the line. He could never get outside, and in the middle, he never had any holes. Okay, so why doesn't everybody do that? I guess why doesn't uh, everybody? That was just... my that was the root of my piping hot take. It's hard to pin why they were so good yesterday, well, but the, they were. The Broncos are able to do that because they can go one on one on the outside. They've got the secondary to pull that off. They can put a Keeb Talib or Chris Harris Jr. or Bradley Roby one on one with Des Bryant, and they don't have to worry about protecting him over the top and giving him help and all those kind of things. So they can basically yeah. put eight guys, sometimes nine guys in the box and just say, okay, beat us. Beat us down the down the field with Dak Prescott throwing the ball against our secondary. And they couldn't. Speaking of almost picks, to be honest, if you look back at the uh, tape, Tlaib should have had three picks. He should have. Yeah, I mean, he read the passes to Bryant before Bryant did. He was a step ahead of Des Bryant. Yeah, the second of the three, didn't Dez get a hand in there pretty nicely and kind of knock it out? But the point is, Tlaib was there. Yeah, he played great. He was in front of the ball, and the one touchdown he gave up, Dez pushed off. He's in the last year of his deal. Tlaib? Yes. Yes. He's a captain, and he's, I believe, the third highest paid player on the team. Correct? Vaughn's number one, DT is number two, and then I think it's a keep Tlaib. Double digits. All right. What makes that that defense work is they're three great cornerbacks. Not... Keeping that together would be a monumental mistake. Uh, there are only a couple plays defensively that I looked at and said, okay, there's a problem. One of them was the touchdown pass to uh, Jason Witten, where at first glance I thought that I thought that Justin Simmons was looking for help, but he wasn't. He just looked in the backfield and lost track of Jason Witten. That's one. Can you guys think of other defensive breakdowns? Because the catch by Des Bryant along the sideline, I'm not going to count that one. I thought he was out of bounds. I thought that was a bad call. Well, and of course, the first touchdown wasn't their fault. You know, you can chalk that up to Menelik Watson just getting burned. It's a turnover. The other, only other points they scored was Dan Bailey hitting from 56. So, uh, there was very few that come to the top of the head. Certainly none by Zeke. It's a little field day, guys, when... Their completions were not counting, and our incompletions we are. But counting. I'm just trying to be. Okay. I'm trying to be obvious and honest here. I I can go down my note sheet here, go through all three pages, which we will through the course of this show. When you beat a team 42-17, and you're never a threat to lose the game, especially after the lightning delay. I mean, what else do you want me to say? You want me to? You want me to invent bad things? I mean, what, what can I, I? I don't know what to tell you. They blistered the Cowboys. I agree. They dominated on both sides of the ball. It was a it was a great performance. Oh, I got one for you. As I got good one. as they were, though, we do not have to make two of their negatives into positives. No, I got we one don't. for you. Here's a concern. Here's a concern. Brandon McManus missed another field goal. Now, do I think it's going to continue like that? No, I think he'll figure it out. He always does. But that's a concern. Trying to find other concerns, just to acquiesce you. Trying to find whatever I can, just to make sure I'm not too field day. What other concerns might you have? HW, do you have other concerns after a 2-0 start? What concerns do you I have concerns with the offensive line. Cody Latimer had a pretty bad fumble on the kickoff return that really could have killed momentum because it was right after the touchdown to Dez when it was mm-hmm. 7-7. The Broncos were lucky to pick that ball up. A little bit of a concern. Anything else? Help us out, Manchester. You got a list. Oh, I pointed them out. I pointed them out, but they've all been shot down because we're – Trevor Simeon's mom keeping the scorebook. Uh, from the text line, 30933, if you want to participate in the show. If you want to call the show, we welcome your phone calls as well. 303-753-0950, 303-753-0950. Uh, somebody just chimed in. I hope James gets a paper cut. That's mean. 
the hell's that all about? Kind of unnecessary on a That's Monday very morning. unnecessary. Well, it's one of the nicer texts. Uh, please tell me how you know this is, quote, a road to nowhere. How do you know that? Uh, surprise Manchester isn't calling for Brock because he's still making the second most money. Another guy says, I love Manchester shtick. Without him, listener involvement would vanish. Keep trolling those undisciplined Bronco fans, Manchester. That's from Kevin. I don't know. I am looking out the front window, which is my job, and telling you what I think is going to happen. And I have plenty of reasons and evidence to support my assertion. I could be wrong. If I was right on every one of these things, I wouldn't be here because I would just be in Vegas betting every single game and every single future and everything else. This is what I think is going to happen. I think it's a road to nowhere. They're going to be stuck in this interminable rut of 7-9, the kind of thing that has people in Kansas City and Cincinnati wanting to pull their hair out, and I'm trying to prevent them from falling in the rut. But Bronco fans who are enamored with the fact that they're 2-0, and even though – and this is where I was off on this. The, when the Broncos play at home in September, the way the NFL is now with training camp mm-hmm. and preseason and teams not playing – Teams can't come in here and win at altitude in September while they're still getting in shape. They so now, can't. It's, now it's the altitude. They can't. It's they no, can't come no, in here. No credit at all to 13. Mm. He's a – he benefits well, well, let from me ask altitude. You this, what would you like me to do? Other than give him an A-, minus, <laughs> other than open my hot take with a praise. I can't, there's nothing we can say. What would you like me to do? If, to, if this window had a handle, I want you to buy if I opened Starbucks. it and just jumped out, would that be enough? <laughs> like, what would you like me to do? Seems a little extreme. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants let to do just, that. Let me just read this text as we go I, break. I, I'm, it's it's I'm, pretty it's good. It's a serious question. Let, let me, can, can what, I just, what, what, is, what is the thing everybody would like me to do? I, I just want to read this text. It's it's so good. Here's a partial list. This is from 3936. Here's a partial list of other Manchester said he would have a low ceiling on. Other people that Manchester assumed would have a low ceiling. Here's the partial list. Einstein, Gandhi, Lincoln, and Lassie. <laughs> We got to take a break. Glad Stop the hour. Things He's got the Michael Martin show, Lassie. Altitude nine fifty, Denver's all sports station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Avalanche season gets underway as Colorado takes on Las Vegas in their preseason opener. The pregame show starts at six thirty-five, and puck drop is at seven o'clock with Mark Mosier on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver. Every day you get better. You push yourself. You go hard, hard, hard. This is the home of your Denver Nuggets. Altitude 950. I love it. Denver's all-sports station. Altitude 950. Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Gave the Cowboys 15 yards. They just gave five of it back. Dealing with all this crowd noise. Is picked off the hands of Bryant into the arms of Harris. Still going. And he gets brought down inside the 25. And the no-fly zone. The Broncos secondary just shutting down the Dallas Cowboys. How was the uh, Fox broadcast, by the way? Not that I don't want to... I want to talk about broadcasting, but a week after Sergio Dip. Was there any Sergio Dip moments in this broadcast? No, let's just say Aaron Andrews uh, outdid Sergio Dip yesterday. Really? Yes. Let's also point out that after the delay, yeah. uh, they didn't come right out and say it, but Joe Buck and Troy Aikman 
pretty much agreed with me. On? It was a joke. It was a delay. A, it was a sprinkle. Yeah. Is it that was, a, it's 62 minutes for a sprinkle. Who, but who, who, uh, who says that's gotta happen? Is that an NFL edict? They some have lady, some, oh, some lady in New York makes the decision, right? Some sort of weather name. consultant, right? Someone that's not even here? Correct. That's my favorite. I love it when New York has the call on what happens here. Correct. I, you know, I, I lived in that world when I worked for CBS. New York tells you what to do here. You, you don't live here. You don't see it here. Sergio Dip did have the tweet of the night. After the Bronco win, he tweets a short uh, photo of uh, Vance Joseph with the uh, headline, Having the time of his life. <laughs> and he was. He's exactly right. All right, let's hear from a couple players. Uh, Demarius Thomas, who I told, I told, I told James that after the game, Demarius admitted to reporters it was his fault on the interception. He ran the wrong route. He admitted as much. Then he was asked about Trevor Simeon specifically and why Trevor continues to get beat up by people, why expectations are so high and why he can't win in other people's eyes. This is what Demarius Thomas had to say. Because he wasn't drafted in the first round, maybe. Uh, you never know. Um, the old guys, T. Wigger, they call him, come from Northwestern. You know, he don't, you know, he, he don't like talking to the media much, but he had to say what he got to say. Um, but, you know, we're going to just keep doing what we're doing. And as the season goes on, you'll see him. You'll hear people maybe talking about him, maybe not. But it really don't matter as long as, you know, we win in the game. And um, obviously, opposing team losing, that's all that really matters to us. In other words, they don't care what we think, what you think, what anybody thinks. Emmanuel Sanders, which is interesting because a year ago at this time, remember Emmanuel barking a little bit that they're not getting the ball enough, not enough touches? Do you remember that? Yeah. They had a combined 12 touches, 130 yeah. yards, and two touchdowns yesterday. Okay. Uh, last year this time, there was some, some upset receivers. Even though they were winning, they were still barking. This is Emmanuel Sanders on that very same subject why Trevor Simeon doesn't get the credit he thinks he deserves. Emmanuel, why do you think Trevor doesn't get the respect that you guys see every day? late round, you know, obviously he's not the big 6'6 quarterback that you see. Uh, he's, he, he didn't get drafted in the first round. He wasn't this big hype, you know. But obviously, man, I knew it. I, I, I remember back the first time I started catching passes from the guy. I said, man, this guy really has an arm. I mean, he got it. He got it. And he's like, I mean, he, he's a flick of an arm type Aaron Rodgers type guy. Not, I'm not saying that he's Aaron Rodgers. But that's my quarterback. little hyperbolic there at the end. It's my quarterback. <laughs> why is the media asking everyone why Trevor doesn't get enough credit? I didn't ask the questions. I'm just playing them back. I don't know. Am I, I the only one that finds that odd? Well, because maybe they listen to shows like this. I don't know. There's one media member in town who doesn't just bend over backwards to to, to praise Maybe, the guy. I bet you one. They're all listening I mean, to us. They listen well, to the show. That's true. I mean, they listen. Hey, they're hey, taking notes for later in the day. That's 100% true. Truth be told, and this is behind the curtain, the media in this town listens to the show. It's Why do a, you think that is? It's a funny line of questioning. Shouldn't you be flattered? 
I would be. Fine. I'm, I'm flattered, but it's odd. So it goes to my point, though, of how this town is, and the media in this town is so, oh, my God, we got to just praise Trevor everything he does. No. They, the line of questioning yesterday was, why do you, why do you think... Why do you think Trevor doesn't get enough credit? Let's why do you think Trevor doesn't here. get this? Hold on. Why do you second. think Trevor doesn't get that? Let me why do you, why do you think people are mean to Trevor? Who's why? the biggest? Why do you think that? H. W. Who's the biggest Trevor Simeon supporter on this show? You. Okay. Let's see. There's a tweet I delivered exactly. I can't remember how many hours ago, where I said, even with that pressure, 13 needs to throw it away. Throw it away. He can't take that kind of loss. It so, was when McManus missed. The field yeah. goal, correct? So I tweeted that. It was not a, a glorious Trevor tweet. I also tweeted this. Trevor had DT wide open and missed him. So I, tw- I tweeted that. Is there anything else you want me to do? I mean, we're critical. We're, we're critical when criticism is necessary. Listen, I gave the guy an A-. minus. I pointed out that, you know what, every completion was short of 10 yards. It's a fact. I'm sorry you don't like facts, Bronco fans. I'm sorry. You got enough members of the media in this town who just drool all over everything that guy does. I don't need to be a part of that group. I don't think you're going to go far and you're going to win long term. Dink, 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 dink. I don't. Sorry. I mean, again, I'll just ask the question. What do people want? What do you want? What, what's the response that, that would satisfy well, we've people? Had, we've had several chime in and say they would like to see you go through that window. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't understand what the proper assessment is this morning. I gave the guy an A-. minus. You know what? He had a bad fumble, and he had a bad pick at bad times, and I still gave him an A-. minus. Why, why don't you believe me when I tell you DT openly admitted that it was his fault on the pick? Why do you continue to say that was his fault, Simeons, when DT admitted to the media, to the reporters, that he he ran the well, wrong route? Based on what we just heard, I'm sure the question was, DT, that was your fault on the interception, so not Trevor's, right? You're saying that DT is... DT, that was that was your fault on that okay. one? Because it couldn't have, been, couldn't have been Trevor's fault. Let's welcome our newest member to the Vic Lombardi Show this morning. First day on the job. I'm sure he's treated. Hey, hey, Martin. I'm, I'm sorry. Can I call you Marty? Is yeah, that you can right? call me Marty. All right. Thanks, Marty. Uh, this is not the way it goes every day. Usually it's worse. But don't worry about it. If you don't mind giving us a little background, Marty, where are you from? What are you all about? What do you do? Uh, I'm actually from uh, Chicago originally. Get, get into that microphone, Marty. Jump on it. There you go. Sorry. sorry it's my first day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you're from Chicago? Originally. Yeah, I've been here for about two years now and uh, work... Uh, Working in the logistics industry right now, but I'm trying to get into to sports radio. So nice. Yeah. All right, so in Chicago, uh, were the Bears as popular as the Broncos are in this town? Yeah, for the most part. Really? There wasn't much to uh, wasn't much to celebrate when I was there. What do you think about that John Fox? Hell of a coach, huh? Oh, he's great. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, HW? HW? <laughs> hey, Don't uh, bait Marty. Yeah. Hey, Marty, on a scale of 9 to 10, yeah. what would you grade Trevor Simeon's wonderful, awesome performance yesterday? It was a 12, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Outstanding. Marty, have you're, you... You're already a member, member of the media. Marty, do you know why I called James Merrill at Manchester? I do. I think it's hilarious. Can you tell people why? Well, he's a depressing individual. (laughs) (laughs) You can't let him say that. Quite depressing, right? You can't let him say that, James. Well, it was after the the movie, right? He got the answer right. I'm not going to not let him say the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're kind of putting this poor kid in a a corner on his first day, Vic. 
Uh, all right, so Marty, what are you going to do for us? What, what are you going to bring to the table? It's like I told my 12-year-old when he turned 12. When are you going to bring some revenue to the table? You know, I'm just going to try and stay, not do my best uh, Sergio Dip impression. That's, uh, that's okay. all I can do for you. All right. We'll make come sure, up with a segment for Marty. Make sure we get a segment going with Marty. Thank you, sir. Mid- yeah, thank midway you. with Marty? Uh, yeah, I was thinking like middle of the road. I like midway. It's cleaner. It's got to be Marty, though. Marty's got to be in the title. Well, what if he's Martin his entire life? He changed his no. name no. 71 no. hours or 71 minutes into his internship? Your he's name Marty. is Will until you join this show. True. Remember that. By the way, somebody uh, texted me saying, after the USC game, what a finish, by the way, SC Texas. Yeah. Somebody texted me and saying, are you sure HW is not the quarterback of the SC Trojans? Sam Darnold? Yes. I got to see you guys next to one another. I got to see you side Sheeran by side. Sam Darnold. You are the one's Sam Darnold. One's about four ten and one's about six five. Of morning radio, you got the Vic Lombardi show. It's altitude nine fifty. Altitude nine fifty, Denver's all sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Mosier show. The guy who just signed a brand new contract uh, will be in as soon as he can here to Denver, Colorado. But it's great to see the Avalanche and Nikita Zadorov come to terms on a brand new deal. Are you excited to get ready to get back to hockey? Oh yeah, for sure. I'm exciting and uh, just nice to get it done and uh, just forgot about that for a couple of years and uh, come back with the teammates, uh, see my team and uh, start training camp, start playing hockey. Mark Mosier, every weekday afternoon, 1 to 3, only on Altitude 950. Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino is celebrating our ninth anniversary, and we're celebrating Buffalo Thunder style. We're giving away two beautiful Cadillac XT5s and win your share of $250,000. Join us for a fireworks spectacular on September 23rd. Win a Cadillac XT5 and your share of $250,000 and fireworks. Book your Santa Fe getaway now at buffalothunderresort.com. And Buffalo Thunder. See Lightning Rewards Club for details. Get power to spare with a Honda generator, and you'll never be left in the dark again. Honda puts clean, economical, portable power when and where it's needed most, when you least expect it. Honda generators all have easy-starting, dependable Honda engines to keep the power going. Get turned on to a Honda generator from Four Rivers Equipment in Fort Collins and enjoy for home or play. Visit FourRiversEquipment.com. Hey, Vic Lombardi here. I love this time of year. Nothing better than lying in bed on a cool, crisp autumn night and drifting off to a quiet, restful night's sleep. But if you or a loved one has sleep apnea, sounds of snoring may be echoing throughout the whole house. CPAP is typically used as the first line of treatment for sleep apnea, but studies show up to 50% of people who have a CPAP machine don't even use it. Now there's a silent, mask-free treatment option available right here in Denver. It's called Inspire. Inspire is an implantable device that works inside your body with your natural breathing process. It delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open, giving you and your partner the restful sleep you need. Inspire is FDA approved and currently offered at more than 100 leading medical centers across the country. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and find a doctor who can help determine if Inspire is right for you. The freedom to sleep like everyone else is just a click away at InspireSleep.com. That's InspireSleep.com.
I don't know about you, but even when I'm feeling financially stable, I'd never turn away from the opportunity to save more money. I'm talking about cutting back your mortgage term or lowering your interest rate. This is Nate Crackman for my friends at American Financing, and you can trust me when I say they have the best option for you to own your home free and clear in 15 years. By refinancing to a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage, you can eliminate mortgage insurance, consolidate high-interest debt, and even save tens of thousands of dollars in interest money over the long run. Yes, tens of thousands of dollars in overall savings. And with a fixed rate, no matter where interest rates go, yours stays the same. Your monthly payments will never increase. It just takes one call to their salary-based mortgage consultants. 303-695-7000 or you go online to AmericanFinancing.net. That's 303-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Are you in for 90? The Colorado Rapids take on Montreal Impact on September 30th at 7 p.m. Starting in just $34, receive a ticket to the game, a 90-shilling beer, and a Rapids t-shirt courtesy of Odell Brewing. Go to coloradorapids.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. An accident clearing off eastbound I-70 at Monaco has backed up traffic behind it, so do expect some extra time on your drive through there. Traffic is brought to you by American Financing. Stop and go traffic, Ridgegate Parkway on north on I-25 all the way up through to University. Now south on I-25, especially heavy, E-470 down to 23rd in pockets. There was an earlier crash right around 112th. Refinance and consolidate your debt into one low payment. Save $500 to $1,000 a month. AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS one. 82334 regulated by the Division of Real Estate. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. You got the Vic Lombardi show, Joel Dreesen coming up at 8.30. You'll talk to Joel about the Broncos and the Rams. There was a moment in that uh, CSU-Alabama game after they scored to cut it to, what was it, 17-10? Near half, but yeah. unfortunately they gave up a touchdown. At 17-10, after they, remember they went for it on fourth and short. Did not get it. You're thinking, uh-oh, they're going to get blown out now. They managed to stop Alabama from scoring on that drive. They made a game of it. And at that point, I'm thinking, oh, wow, we might have something here. Now, they covered. Props to both them and Air Force. Air Force made a game of it in Michigan. Both covered the number. Both covered the number with relative ease. Yes, they did. I watched a little bit of the CU-UNC game. That was sort of ugly. CU's got to, would you guys agree, CU's got to improve big time or they're going to get blown out by Washington. I got to see more on that offense. And maybe they just played to the level of the competition. You hear that all the time. I thought they played actually pretty well. UNC, that's their Super Bowl. It was a play here or there right before the half that kept that thing from being an absolute blowout. I'll tell you what, yeah. Steven Montez compared to Cepho Lufau, he can spin it. The thing that concerned me about the CU game is the over-the-top passes that they gave up. Yeah, I mean, the first one, Isaiah Oliver slipped. I mean, to be honest, I didn't watch every single minute of that game. I was I was going back and forth and yeah. actually watching it on my phone at my kid's soccer game, which probably doesn't make me parent of the year. Um, it's all right. I watched the fight on my yeah. phone via Periscope. You've seen a lot of soccer games in your day. <laughs> Dude, so, I, I got to tell you what Periscope has done in my life lately. 
And it's changed. Yeah, everything. well, ever since I told you I illegally streamed Mayweather uh, McGregor in Russian on Periscope, you've kind of taken that picture. I watched the, uh, the Triple G fight on Periscope in HD in English. Found a better feed than I did. I watched Red Zone yesterday from the Broncos game on Periscope. How do you police this if you're, if you're broadcast television? People are just streaming live events via Periscope. What are they going to do about it? You can't shut everybody down. It's clearly an issue they're going to have to figure out. Oh my out. God. Because you look at those streams, there's like 40,000 people watching. You them. can't stop them all. It's not possible. No. I don't know what they do. Coming up a little bit later. We'll hook up with Joel Dreesen, but right now, the good news, bad news, and fake news. Please. Good news, bad news, and fake news. Start with some good news. What was what was the good news that emerged? Is it just about the Bronco game, HW, or is it anything over the weekend? Uh, mostly just about the Bronco game. All right, game. go ahead. What's your good news? Uh, my good news is that they held Ezekiel Elliott uh, under 10 yards. He, he was worthless yesterday, absolutely worthless, had zero yards at half. Didn't do his little first down dance soup thing once. Uh, that was that. a dominant defensive performance from the Denver Broncos. Excellent news about the rush defense. Manchester, give us some good news. I thought the good news was uh, Vance Joseph totally outcoached Jason Garrett. His team was more prepared to play. His team dealt with the rain delay better. His team made adjustments during the game. I, I just thought Vance Joseph was phenomenal yesterday. I, I thought the Broncos came out. And they look like the team that had spent all week putting together a good plan. They executed it to perfection. They played basically mistake-free football for the most part. Um, very few penalties until late. I, I thought Vance Joseph was great yesterday. I think the Broncos took it personally. Derek Wolf said it himself. They heard what Zeke Elliott said earlier in the week when he said that we run the same four plays, run plays. Let's see if they can stop it. The Broncos heard that. They took the challenge head on and stopped Zeke head on. He never had a chance to breathe. But the good news for me is about what I learned from Peyton Manning over the weekend. And this is good news if you're a Trevor Simeon fan and a guy who thinks Trevor Simeon has not reached his ceiling yet. I asked Peyton Manning point blank. I said, dude, what is it about this kid that makes him... Better than expected. What, where can he go? How far can he take it? Why is he the starter? Why did he beat out Paxton Lynch? And he said, listen, the one thing Trevor does well that people can't see is he gets his team in and out of the right plays. He may not have the rocket arm, but how many occasions during the course of that game, I marked down three of them, where he ad-libbed at the line of scrimmage, he audibled to a different play. And two of those three plays resulted in first downs. That's a that's a skill. That's a skill set. And, and that and you may say, oh, well, big deal. You, everybody, no, that's that is a big deal because getting teams in and out of the right plays is the reason why Peyton Manning's a Hall of Famer. Why are you laughing? I was just another media member asking somebody else, hey, why doesn't Trevor get the credit he deserves? Well, because we were talking about Trevor first and foremost. It's just a funny line of questioning, like. What is with the media in this town and how much they have to have everybody hug the guy? What? 
God. How do you know? I, everybody how do you know, in this town should be transplanted to Philly for a year. How do you know what I asked Peyton Manning? How do you know my you line of question? You just said it. But how do you know? What do you I know what know, I I'm said going beforehand? Off the story you told. But what do you know what I said to him beforehand? How do you know it didn't come up? How do you know I didn't ask him, dude, what's all this love with Trevor Sim? What the hell? How do you know I didn't ask it that way? You didn't Were tell you the there? story that way. Okay, I'm just telling you what he said to me. I'm telling you, that's the good news and my good news, bad news, fake news. That a guy who made a living getting his team in and out of the right plays, the best attribute he sees out of the Broncos quarterback is that attribute. Now he's Peyton Manning. Next, bad news. My bad news yesterday, the Broncos' offensive tackles. Menelik Watson gets absolutely burned to set up a score to make the game 7-7. Kind of played statue out there. And then Garrett Bowles gets carted off. Cries, waves to the crowd, cries again, waves again. Garrett Bowles, uh, that looked really bad. We'll get more news on that today. Hopefully just a high ankle sprain. Hopefully not his season, but man, one of your tackles can't play and the other one got hurt. Both bad news. That is Manchester. Here will be another example of how people don't listen. Uh, because when you blow out an, another NFL team 42 to 17, there's no bad news. There's not, but I have to come up with something. And to me, the bad news is Von Miller and this jumping off sides nonsense. I mean, at some point, that's going to happen at an inopportune time. That's got to be reeled in. It just, it got a little ridiculous. They're saying, look, I get it. It was a blowout and he was just trying to get a sack so he could get off the schneid with the drought. But if you make me come up with some bad news, that was it. Von Miller's offsides penalties are getting out of hand. My only bad news is this. I mean, I, I think I'm, again, cautiously optimistic about the Broncos. Next week they travel to Buffalo, and you would think a Buffalo team that looks inept at this point, you would think that the Broncos would be favored by a touchdown? No, no. Vegas started this game as a pick and now has the Broncos favored by one. Of all the games on the board next week, of every NFL game, that is the lowest number on the board. One point favored at Buffalo. That tells me Vegas still doesn't believe. There's something about this team, Vegas. Maybe they got a, maybe they got a, a ride up from Manchester. Are they reading some of your stuff? They should, maybe, maybe we should all text Vegas because they obviously are just mean and anti. Vegas doesn't believe. In my estimation, that's always bad news. How about fake news? Uh, the fake news is that the Broncos special teams is back. I'll give Manchester credit on this one. He uh, kind of called it in the preseason. They had a good week one, and everyone just said, well, Brock Oliva's a genius. Special teams are back. Well, yesterday was not a good day. Cody Latimer had a terrible fumble that almost swung that game when it was 7-7. Brandon McManus is now one for three on field goals since getting paid. Uh, another terrible miss yesterday. Isaiah McKenzie didn't do much. And Riley Dixon, I know he didn't punt until the second half, but none of his punts impressed me. Uh, it doesn't matter when you win by 25 points, but the Broncos special teams not cured like we all thought they were after week one. Again, someone on this show called it. I will give him credit. Manchester was right about the special teams thus far. Unimpressive yesterday against Dallas. Manchester. Uh, the fake news is the same thing I've been talking about all morning in terms of, hey, pump the brakes and take this with a grain of salt. When every completion is under 10 yards... It's not sustainable. The fake news is that he picked apart, and he being Trevor Simeon, the Cowboys' defense. He went dink, 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 and for whatever reason, Dallas couldn't adjust. They couldn't cover it, in part because they were pulling cornerbacks out of the stands during lightning breaks to come play for them because they had nobody healthy. But 
it was a little bit of a mirage. So, you know, go ahead and buy your jerseys. Go ahead and book your, you know, flights to Canton in a few years. I'm going to pump the brakes because it was fake news in terms of this dominant performance from Trevor Simeon. Your assumption that people are planning parties and Hall of Fame gatherings, that's where it gets preposterous. Nobody is planning that. Not here, at least. Here's my fake news. So-called America's team, with all your boisterous and obnoxious fans descending upon Mile High yesterday, so-called pride of the NFC, all these thoughts about the NFC having the dominant conference, the tough teams in the NFC, right? The physical teams in the NFC. There is no more physical offensive line in football than that Cowboys offensive line. They will slap you in the mouth, and then they'll run Zeke right down your throat. Well, yesterday proved to be fake news. Guess what? The Bronco defense, more physical than the Cowboys offense. They proved it time and time again. They punched him in the mouth. Not in the mouth, the mouth. Understand the difference. Getting punched in the mouth is one thing. This was the mouth with an F. Right in the mouth! Broncos were the more dominant, more physical team. Fake news that the Cowboys and the NFC are more physical. We saw it unfold yesterday. Up next, former Bronco, former Ram. That would be Joel Dreesen right here on the Vic Lombardi Show. Attention homeowners. Hey, you need to sell your house. Well, if you have a house that's worth half a million or more, you need an agent that specializes in high-end homes, knows your neighborhood. Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call, and he's going to make you the following offer. Here's how it goes. Troy will sell your home at a price that you agree with, or he will cut you a check for $5,000. That easy. He has an exclusive system for marketing these homes that's proven. He used this system to get ten grand more for a home than the owner thought he was going to get. Give him a call, 720-900-4433. No obligation. That's 720-900-4433. Troy has so many approved buyers on his list, he might already have a buyer for you. 720-900-4433. That's 720-900-4433. Is talking Rockies. We're going to talk some Rockies baseball. Playing game now. I think it's going to be John Gray. Broncos. I still think the defense is weaker. Ultimately, without TJ Ward, Justin Simmons, according to the numbers, did pretty damn well. And it's about that time of year. Double shot start. Yeah, this is getting good. Home of the Avalanche. He got me all over again. Home of the Nuggets. That looks good for Nikola Jokic. And more in-depth Rockies and Broncos talk. Denver's All Sports Station Altitude 950. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their home loans. They have helped tens of thousands of Coloradans. Now is the time to refinance. You can consolidate debt, pay off high interest rate credit cards, and save money each month. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fix your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're even thinking about refinancing or purchasing a home, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000. This is John Elway. See what they can do for you before the rates go up. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate.
Get your car looking good with Superior Auto Image, commonly referred to as being a one-stop shop for car cosmetics, striving to provide as many services as they can to their customers. From window tinting to clear bras, final wrapping, headlight restorations, detailing, painless dent repair, glass repair, and Plasti Dip, Superior Auto Image, BBB accredited, reliable, with a certified staff. To book your appointment, go online to superiorautoimage.com. You know, one of the most popular trends now is custom tailoring for men. Yes, suits, custom tailored. There is nothing better. You look good. You feel good. You don't have to run all over town searching for the right suit for hours on end. At Icon Suits in Cherry Creek, they tailor suits, shirts, and coats custom to your size, your taste, and your lifestyle. Listen, I'm Vic Lombardi. I'm a small man. I need tailoring to fit my body. All within a reasonable price range, too. Browse and select the highest quality fabrics. Have your precise measurements taken by the wardrobe consultant. And soon, your handmade suit from Italy, mind you, is ready for one final perfect fitting. You look great because your suit is perfectly made to your body. Compliment your new suit with some custom shirts, new ties, and shoes. You're going to look good. You're going to feel good. Icon Suit Shop. Cherry Creek. IconSuit.com. Tell them Vic Lombardi sent you. Join the Colorado Rockies next weekend as they take on the Dodgers for the final three games of the regular season, September 29th through October 1st. Fans at the game on Friday, September 29th, will receive a 2018 magnet schedule, plus post-game fireworks presented by Great Clips. Get tickets at Rockies.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. A late delay with an accident coming in northbound I-25. Approaching Dry Creek, backing up traffic to before Ridgegate Parkway. Northbound stays slow. Arapahoe Road through the university with heavy volume. Traffic is brought to you by Amazon. Southbound running slow. Stop and go in pockets now between 58th Avenue down to Hamden. Then your speeds are going to pick back up. Amazon is hiring full-time associates at their newest warehouse in Aurora. On-the-job training and benefits. Apply at Amazon.com slash Denver Jobs. Amazon is an equal opportunity. Employer. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. It started with the Prescott, well protected. Witten, there he is for the touchdown. The Hall of Famer adds another. Well, that's really one of the few holes in the Broncos' defense we saw yesterday. The touchdown pass to future Hall of Famer Jason Witten. Outside of that, that Bronco defense is as good as it gets. Stop the run, cut off the head, and you win the war. I think I used three different cliches in one paragraph there. Soon to be joined by former linebacker or former tight end himself, Joel Dreesen. Have we gotten Joel yet on the line? Well, the harvester's on his way to Texas. For what reason? He's the harvester, man. Oh. What do you think he's doing now? He's harvesting there? something in Texas. Okay. Uh, so we're trying to track him down, but I, I don't know if service in the middle of Oklahoma is the best. Oh, that's right. He makes that drive down to his ranch. He's got a ranch in the northwest section of Texas. Right underneath Lubbock. I don't think they have cellular phone use down there. This is the most harvester text, too. I was texting him last night to see if he could come on. He said, yeah. Sorry for not getting back to you last week. I was elk hunting. <laughs> so, yeah, I figured. Uh, this text comes in 7592, and Caleb is right here. When Caleb writes, it always seems 
Like the Broncos play poorly in Buffalo, but the Bills are too beatable this year. You got to win this one. It's something about Buffalo, and maybe that's why Vegas has the spread at one. Broncos favored by a point. Buffalo's one and one. If you watched any of that game against Carolina yesterday, it was unwatchable to begin with. There was no offense to speak of. The Bills had one first down in the first half. One. They're chanting Nathan Peterman's name, the backup quarterback, to take over for Tyrod Taylor. Remember when those of us in Denver were calling for Tyrod Taylor to come here? Well, the offense is so pedestrian, so bad in Buffalo right now, they're calling for Nathan Peterman. Well, <laughs> this is pretty funny, Vic. You know why the offense is so bad, right? Isn't Rick Dennison the offensive coordinator? Rick Dennison is their <laughs> oh, offensive geez. coordinator. I mean, you kind of walked into that one right oh, there. Man. What an upgrade Mike McCoy has been wow. from Rick Dennison. He goes to Buffalo, and they look worthless. And I'm not trying to pile on Rico because apparently Rico's a nice guy or whatever. I didn't know him all that well. But, man, based on what we saw out of this offense last year with Trevor Simeon, C.J. Anderson, Demarius Thomas, and Emmanuel Sanders, uh-huh. and based on what we're seeing this year, it's two to- totally different ballgames. Hey, Jesse, cue up Aqib Tlaib for a second. We're going to go to cut 10 of Aqib Tlaib yesterday when he met with the media after the game. And, again, we'll talk to Aqib tomorrow, get more specifics. But you mentioned Mike McCoy. And we continue here to the players, every one of them. When you, when you mention, what's the difference this year with the Broncos offense? Why is it so much better? The first thing they always say is Mike McCoy. They go straight to the offensive coordinator. This is what Tlaib thinks. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. Mike McCoy out here. Tip your hat to Mike McCoy, man. He can, he can get out there and move the change by himself. Let alone, let alone get him <laughs> CJ and DT and E and Trev. Man, it's, it's, it's going to be good. Move the change by himself. That's awesome. It's kind of a funny way of putting it, but it keeps not wrong that it's the same personnel and it's a totally different offense, right? Personnel-wise, what has changed? I understand they've shuffled some pieces on the offensive line, but in terms of skill player positions, nothing's changed other than the offensive coordinator. You get the run game going, it's a lot easier to get the pass game going. It is, no doubt. And you can't throw over the top until you start completing underneath, which is why my argument is that, Dink and dunk offense, that check down offense, it's not fun to watch, but if it's what the defense gives you, take it. If it's what they give you, take it. But last year it was a minor miracle when they got a third down conversion, right, Vic? Well, last year the three and outs were expected. Exactly. So if they converted a third down, we were all shocked. Yeah. Yesterday when they didn't get one, we were shocked. You had the stat earlier in the show. They were 9 of 12 at one at point. At one point they were 9 of 12 going into the fourth quarter when the last three drives were meaningless, just clock-eating drives. They finished 9 of 15. But 9 of 12 on third down? Are you kidding me? That lead the league. I mean, last year it was more like 2 of 12, 3 of 12. I mean, last year, you're exactly right. Third down meant, all right, bring the punt team in. Third down meant just warm up the punter. Third down is now an opportunity for this offense. Now, down I don't know if they, down last year. Yeah, I don't they, they keep this up, which is why I'm always cautiously optimistic. I don't know if they can keep this up. All right, uh, cue up Trevor Simeon, if you don't mind. I want to hear from Simeon after the game. I never got a chance to listen to his post-game press conference because I was in the locker room interviewing the players. So I'm eager to hear, first of all, what he had to say. Let's go with cut four. This is Trevor Simeon on that interception that he tried to hit Demarius Thomas. DT tells reporters he ran the wrong route. Let's hear what Simeon says about that. Yeah, it's um, just a miscommunication. I mean, um, stinks, but, you know, just, just a miscommunication, bad break. See, I think that's classy. Did he throw DT under the bus there? No. 
Just miscommunication. Well, DT kind of threw himself under the bus, right? Exactly. But Simeon did not. Thought it was his own fault. Miscommunication. Yeah, say what you want. He took, and here, here's Simeon. He understands too where his bread is buttered. Okay. Listen, he's had four touchdown passes. All of them pretty intermediate and short touchdown passes. His bread is buttered by that Broncos run game. Let's go cut five. How the run game has changed his game. Trevor Simeon. That's huge. I mean, I don't know what the number is. I think we ran it like 39 or 40 times. But um, when you can have that balance, it makes it so much easier. You get an extra guy in the box, and um, especially with our receivers, you get those one-on-ones and, and get it to them in a little bit of space and um, let those guys go, really. And finally, we opened the segment talking about third down success, which is the difference between this year's offense and last. Cut 11 here, Jesse. Trevor Simeon on finding that rhythm and converting the crucial third downs. There's a lot that goes into it, but um, I'll just say running the ball really well, you know, helps. I mean, when you're get when you get in a manageable second down or third down, um, you got a chance. And um, you know, I don't have any stats on it or anything, but um, you know, third and long is tough in this league. Third downs are tough, as tough as it gets. So um, you know, hopefully we can keep continuing to stay in those third and five, third and fours, um, and keep keep on the field. Nine of 12 going into the final few minutes of the game when it was already over on third down. You can do that. You're going to go a long way in this league. Well, there's one other thing this team's doing that they didn't do last year. They're getting out to a lead. Yes, that's they, a great point. They've been up 7 nothing in both games. And this defense, when they're ahead, is pretty tough to deal with. And this offense, when they're ahead, is pretty tough to deal with. I think when that reverses itself, which it's bound to at some point in 16 games. You're going to have to rally at some point. It will be interesting to see how they react to that. Now, do I think they'll be able to to rally? If this team was down 10 points in the fourth quarter, do they win? No, I don't think they do. But maybe they'll surprise me. And this is where, I'm not going to go full Manchester on you, but this is where I side with you. The one thing 13 needs to prove is that he can rally a team. He's proven he can win a game from the front. But what happens when you're down 10 in the fourth? Can you do that consistently? Can he, you give him hope? Everything has gone right, for the most part, in both games. And they're very, very good when things are going right. But it's a little bit like Brian Greasy in the Mike Shanahan days. Man, when that opening script worked, they mm-hmm. were good. They clicked. Yeah. But when they needed to make plays in the fourth quarter... With the game on the line or late in the season, they didn't. Well, they and didn't. To your point, they've had leads of 24-7 and 35-10 in their first two games. I mean, they've had a 17-point lead and a 25-point lead. Look, they get all the credit in the world for they built the lead. Trevor Simeon built the lead. Yeah. So he gets the credit for getting them in that situation. And maybe they'll play from ahead the whole season long, all season long. But at some point, everything isn't going to go perfectly. And what do you do when it doesn't go perfectly? We saw yesterday what the Cowboys do or what happened to them when things didn't go according to script. They fell apart. Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott was terrible. He was terrible. Ezekiel Elliott pouted. Des Bryant pouted. Jason Witten dropped passes. I mean, when it wasn't according to script and, hey, we're dominating up front and we're second and two all the time, all of a sudden they weren't the big bad Cowboys anymore. You've been critical of C.J. Anderson at times. And I'm not going to tell you you should or should not be, rightfully so. But you have to admit, 
CJ in his first two games, that's about as impressive as you can look for a running back in this offense. He was awesome. I was just talking to a guy during the coffee break here out in the hall, and I said that's the best he's played as a that's the best I've ever seen him play. And the, it's what I tweeted the, yesterday. The second but, and ten off tackle run. Remember where you had that spin move and he goes twenty eight yards with it? He just explodes through a couple tacklers. That that's one of his best runs as a Bronco. But my favorite move by CJ Anderson was a pass play. Did you see the stutter bug move he made on that cowboy linebacker to get to the middle of the field? I think did he end up scoring on that one? That was remarkable, that move he put on that linebacker. He should win that matchup every time. But wow, CJ impressed. My tweet, which I'm sure got very little attention because nobody wants to pay attention when I say anything positive. CJ has been great today. Arguably his best game as a Bronco. That was at 6.08, so the game wasn't over yet. But all I am is negative. Jamal Charles, nice one-two punch. He came in there, made a couple good runs. Interesting, we haven't seen D'Angelo Henderson at all yet. Not at all. There will come a time, though. There will come a time. And Janovich was good yesterday. He, he made a couple nice blocks. <laughs> I'm sitting there next to Ryan Harris. All right, I'm sitting next to Ryan Harris. And I said, I said, Ryan, what made that play work? And he goes, watch Janovich. I'm just telling you what I, what I said and what he said. All right. All right. That's fine. Most of the time yesterday when they were successful, it was not out of a two-back set, was it? I don't know. Janovich was great. They got to find something there. There's you know what? He's still on the team. Did you see all those special teams plays he made? I oh, don't know. Shoot, I can't think of one either. When we come back, the harvester. I think he uh, stopped his ride. He's uh, he found a cell phone area that works somewhere outside of Trinidad. I believe they have cell phone coverage in Trinidad. We'll hook up with Joel Dreesen next. is talking Rockies. We're going to talk some Rockies baseball. Playing game now, I think it's going to be John Gray. Broncos. I still think the defense is weaker, ultimately, without T.J. Ward. Justin Simmons, according to the numbers, did pretty damn well. And it's about that time of year. Double shot, start! Yeah, this is getting good. Home of the Avalanche. He got blue all over again. Home of the Nuggets. That one's good for Nikola Jokic. And more in-depth Rockies and Broncos talk. Embers, all sports station. Altitude 950. This is John Elway. I joined the American financing team for one simple reason. They look out for homeowners in Colorado. They're solution providers and will take the time to understand your goals and objectives. Your needs may not be the same as your neighbors. Here's something I appreciate. They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. That's different than most of the other guys. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. It's called responsible lending, and that's what drives the culture at family-owned American financing. Are they any good? The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for new home loan or refinance, I recommend calling American Financing at 303-695-7000. 303-695-7000, or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. Rates won't stay this low forever. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. If you're a mom or dad of a child who struggles, you've searched high and low trying everything you can. From tutors to counselors, specialists to pills, you've tried them all with little success. You need to know there is a program that has helped tens of thousands of kids just like yours. 
Brain Balance Achievement Centers can make a real difference for your child. Brain Balance is a drug-free solution that deals with the root cause of issues like ADHD, dyslexia, audio processing, and behavioral challenges. Our combination of sensory motor exercises, academic skill building, and a clean eating plan doesn't just mask the issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child has trouble making friends, is disruptive in school, or is frustrated to the point of tantrums, now is the time to call Brain Balance Achievement Centers. Now six centers serving families in Northern Colorado. Call 800-877-5500 today. This is Brent Ivinson with Ideal Home Loans, and in my 20-year career in residential lending, there's been plenty of protections for the banks and the mortgage companies, but there's never been protection for the borrower and their down payment until now. Call Ideal Home Loans today at 303-867-7000 to find out how you can protect a portion or all of your down payment if you buy a home and values go down. If you're an FHA borrower out looking for a home currently or you're under contract, we can help you out and provide you with a policy that can help protect a portion or all of your down payment in the event that the housing bubble pops and your home's value goes down and you have to sell your home in that market. Now there's protection for you, the buyer. Call to take advantage of Ideal Home Loans down payment protection at no cost to you. Call us at 303-867-7000 or apply online at idealhomeloans.com to get all the details. Ideal Home Loans. First we listen, then we lend. Equal opportunity lender regulated by Dora. NMLS 136756. For terms and conditions, call 844-45-IDEAL. Live music Great cider and beer, and you, all in the shadow of Red Rocks. Sounds pretty great, right? Then join us in beautiful downtown Morrison for Morrison Cider Fest 2017. Enjoy some of the best bands the Front Range has to offer. Take the kids on a hay or pony ride. Or just plant yourself on a straw bale and enjoy some great food from some of the area's favorite restaurants and food trucks. Here's the best part. Admission is free. So, we'll see you at Morrison Cider Fest, Saturday, September 23rd in downtown Morrison. And for more information, go to morrisonciderfest.org. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Watch for slower traffic making your approach to Dry Creek on northbound I-25 with a late accident. Traffic is brought to you by American Financing. Northbound stays slow, Arapahoe through to University with heavy traffic. And southbound I-25 is stop and go 58th to 23rd and from about Broadway to Hamden. Refinance and consolidate your debt into one low payment. Save $500 to $1,000 a month. AmericanFinancing.net and MLS 182334. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 9. 50. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I'm Got the Vic Lombardi show Monday after a Bronco win. Let's go to the hotline, catch up with the harvester, Joel Dreesen, who I'm told is on his way down to his Texas ranch. Where do we find you, Joel? Where, where are you exactly? I am just east of Raton, New Mexico. I was, yeah, I was supposed to come on at 8.30, and I was going over Raton Pass, and cell phone service was limited. So What's the, I knew it was a cell phone issue. I knew that. How long does it take you to get? Isn't your, your ranch near Lubbock? <laughs> no, we are north east of Lubbock. We are actually straight 80 miles east of Amarillo, Texas. So uh-huh. My doorstep in Parker takes me about seven and a half hours to get to the Texas Grin Ranch. I see. So Texas cries today because their beloved Cowboys got shellacked. That was the worst loss in the Dak Prescott era. Remember, they own the NFC. They, ran, they went on a run last year like no other. 
And even the game they did lose at the end of the season, which meant nothing, th- this is the first time they got hit in the mouth at their own game. And I guess when you look at what the Broncos did, Joel, that's what I think the Broncos should be most proud of. They beat the Cowboys at their own game. Yeah, I, what I love was the improvement from week one to week two. Obviously, Denver was well in control of this game against the Cowboys, and instead of getting into the middle of the third quarter, the beginning of the fourth quarter, and let things slip away and unravel, you have a close game on your hands, they put the put the foot on their throat and just stayed in control the entire time. Just a, a true beatdown of the Cowboys. How'd they do it defensively, though? Brandon Marshall says they played their base defense they always do. Did, did they fill the box? Did they do anything differently schematically that you noticed? No, Brandon Marshall's correct. They they did what they do. They play man coverage, and they tackled really well. Uh, those guys, those interior defensive linemen, uh, Pecco and uh, Shelby, those guys are impressive as far as their physicality. Playing on the offensive side of the line of scrimmage, just uh, Derek Wolf too, noticeably handling Cowboys offensive linemen, being in the backfield, and then just swarm tackling Ezekiel Elliott. The man is a, a very hard guy to tackle, but they didn't do it with just one guy. When one guy got there, then the whole posse was rallying and, and gang tackling. Just really impressive defensive effort. Tackling is such an underrated skill, and you mentioned how the defensive line did its part. I think that Broncos no-fly zone, that might be one of their best attributes, because you never see a guy catch a pass and then turn it into big yak, right? Because they always bring the receiver to the ground. If they do catch the ball, they're going to catch it and go five yards, and that's it. Right. Yeah, a couple times, you know, Jason Witten had Brandon Marshall or Todd Davis beat in man coverage, catches the ball, but Chris Harris Jr. is so smart, he's able to come off his route and make a physical tackle before they can reach the first down mark. So just smart, we don't give the no-fly zone enough credit. They, they're they very good at covering guys, but they're very good awareness-wise, too, uh, as to when to make a tackle, when to drop your man and, and go make a tackle. All right, Joel, let's do some football 101, if you could, please. The uh, play that uh, resulted in a Bronco turnover, Trevor Simeon gets sacked, loses the ball, and the Cowboys, uh, they, they score from there. Menelik Watson obviously lost contain, got beat on the inside. Uh, should he not have sort of erred to the inside and pushed the guy outside since it looked like they had a running back set up to help him on the outside? What did Menelik Watson do wrong there? I think Joel is now on Raton Pass. You still there? Harvester? Ah, well. That's a good question. Anybody care to answer? I invested a lot in that question. It was a really good question. I think he should have started by laying a hand on the defender. Well, he got beat inside that bad. But see, in that situation, though, it, that's that's tailor-made to get your help on the outside and use that help. You can't let the guy sneak inside. If he gets inside, it's over. You have to force him outside. I am not a lineman. This is what the guy next to me who played in the league for many a year said, and that's Ryan Harris. While we were watching the game, yeah, it was it, that was a bad play. But I mean, we're we're nitpicking because to some extent, Menelik Watson was really good the rest of the game. He was. They he ran was. the ball. They dominated on the ground. He was a part of that. You know. You know what I liken that to? When you're a tackle in this league, be it right or left, and you give up a a sack, a strip sack, especially, it's the closer effect in baseball. Everybody remembers it. Sure. It's more pronounced. Sure. Because you're right. He played better the rest of the game. We never heard from him the rest of the game. 
But it's that one play, that one blown save that's pronounced, that changes your perception, your impression of a player. And But I think if we're being fair, we're looking at it and going, you know what? Their offensive line, for the most part, yesterday was great. Are you kidding me? That's they were, just, if they get that kind of performance out of their old line, they'll win a lot of games. Yeah, they, they were they were constantly in a manageable down and distance. And I think more importantly, and this is somewhat of a shock considering what they did last year, and then, to be honest, how they were in preseason, they avoided penalties. Because uh, this is an offense that if they're in first and 20, they're in second and 17, they're toast. For the most part. And they avoided penalties yesterday, which was big. I think Dallas though, man, that defense is, that defense is not that terrible. Good. Yeah. That, and that's, and that's the very reason when, when you asked me last week, why am I picking the Broncos? I wasn't sold on the Dallas D. They're awful. They're well, not how, that good. How did they, and I agree with you guys, but how did they hold Eli and the Giants to three lousy points? Oh, and OBJ didn't play in that okay, game. I understand OBJ didn't play, but the Broncos hang 35 on offense on them and the yeah. Giants hang three. Maybe the NFC's overrated. Giants that bad? Should we be flying to Vegas and laying the house on the Lions tonight? I mean, I I guess that's where it surprises me that they look so good in Week One. It's so early in the season. Early in the season is where you get most of your surprises. Do you not? Correct. Yeah. So I mean, that's why these first couple weeks. Listen, I started the show by saying be impressed with the Broncos, but be cautiously optimistic. But I'm not allowed to say, hey, they're four and zero the last two years in September. I'm allowed to, you're not. Because teams aren't ready to play at the beginning of the year and the altitude has an even bigger effect in September than it does late in the year here. Because right, teams aren't ready Joel's to play. back with us. Apparently he got through uh, Raton Pass. How's that cell phone service treating you, Joel? All right, yeah, you guys hit me kind of late. I always lose calls on that little dip, but we're doing good now. Sorry, brother. Um, last question before we go to break here. Did you watch the CSU-Alabama game? What were your impressions there? I like what Coach Bogo has in that team. Those guys fight. They fight their butts off. They really do. I like how the wide receivers made plays for the quarterback. The quarterback, you know, made some tough decisions at times, some dumb decisions with the football. But I I like how hard these guys play. I think it's going to be a good season for Colorado State. Yeah, they didn't get embarrassed, Joel. That's the best takeaway from a game like that. Don't get embarrassed. They had a chance to get embarrassed when Bobo goes for it on fourth down, doesn't get it, and you're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, here comes the – they're going to just fillet him now. And they didn't. They stopped him, held him out of the end zone, no points, and they came back and made a game of it. Agreed. They were competitive almost till halftime, and then obviously they got bit a little bit by the turnover bug, and just that Alabama offense just overpowered them. Alabama's not going to lose many games, bro. They just got so many damn good players on that roster. It's hard to stomach at times. All right, final thoughts on the Broncos as they go to Buffalo. And we're wondering this ourselves. Buffalo's one and one. Their offense is miserable. And yet the Broncos are only a one-point favorite in Buffalo. Can you explain that to me? Is Vegas not sold on the Broncos? Is it a road game that makes it one point? Why is it only a one-point differential here? That's really bizarre to me at, at this point. For the most part, the Broncos have... You know, I know there was it got scary in week one against the Chargers, but for the most part, two solid victories. Yeah, I guess the road factors into it. But after watching the Broncos yesterday, I'm convinced Denver has a really good ball club. I mean, they played sound, good physical defense, really methodical offensively, controlled the ball, nice long drives. They impressed the hell out of me. I'll answer your question that we that you asked before we got cut off. Trevor Simeon, he needs to learn to maneuver the pocket. He keeps, when when his tackles are running those edge rushers around the hoop, 
he has a tendency to lose ground, run backwards to try to escape the pocket. If he can step up in that pocket and take a couple hitches and make a throw, he's going to be that much better. I want to see him yeah. stop running backwards. But totally on agree. The interception, yeah. On the interception, there was pressure in his face, and he just threw it too soon. Uh, Demarius was about to win on his route. He just let that ball go too soon. Well, Demarius ran the wrong route. That's what he told reporters. Demarius went in. He was supposed to go out. That's exactly oh, what happened yeah. on that one. But, you know, it's funny because I mentioned the same thing about Trevor. The one issue he has right now, especially when you get into the red zone, and a, and a guy's you can't run backwards. And if you're going to run backwards, get rid of the ball because that's how you that's how you start missing field goals. That's how the chip shot thirty yarder turns into a fifty yarder. That's the one yeah. issue I see he has to address. Uh, agreed. If he can step up in that pocket and maybe find his check down, or at worst case scenario, take a, a three four yard loss on a sack, that's a lot better than a, a ten twelve yard loss. All right, Joel, enjoy the uh, ranch. Uh, don't spend too much. How long are you going to be there, by the way? When, when are you going to be back in I, Denver again? I will be there till Sunday. Got a lot of work to do. So we're prepping for bow season, Victor. You might as well take on uh, Texas residents, bro. You're a, you, you are a citizen of the state of Texas. Well, I was elk hunting all last week. Had a blast yeah. up in the fine mountains of Colorado. Enjoy, buddy. Take care. That's the harvester, Joel Dreesen. The pride of CSU. Tell me again what DT said he was supposed to run. An he was, out? He was supposed to go out. He went in. The ball was thrown out and intercepted. The ball was thrown in front of him to the middle of the field. No, the ball was thrown on his outside shoulder. He ran to the inside. All right. We're going to watch the play again. Sure. Okay. X-rays on Garrett Bowles' ankle, negative. MRI results today. Could be a season. Could be shorter. Whatever the case the Broncos do have to address their tackle position. It's top of the hour. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Avalanche season gets underway as Colorado takes on Las Vegas in their preseason opener. The pregame show starts at 635 and puck drop is at 7 o'clock with Mark Mosier on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver. This is the home of your Colorado Rapids. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Man, I thought I was on my way to a perfect record this weekend in NFL games, and I got tripped up a couple times. We'll get to that momentarily. Let's see. How many undefeated teams remain? Atlanta's undefeated. Carolina. Detroit. You got well, the... Well, Detroit uh, plays tonight, yeah, so they're 1-0. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, 2-0. Miami's undefeated. They've played one game, 1-0. And you got basically three-fourths of the AFC West, the best division in football, Denver, Oakland, Kansas City. How's the uh, NFC South look? NFC at South at this moment, 2-0, and 2 Yeah. Yeah, pretty good as well. Okay. What's your point? That was my pick for best division in football, and it was scoffed at because it wasn't picking the division that the Broncos well, are The Chargers should be 1-1. One and one. Oh, they should be. Yeah. Sure. They should be 1-1. One and one. Are you telling me that the you, you're really looking at the NFC South and saying it measures up to the AFC West? They have three teams that could go to the Super Bowl. Well, I think there are three teams in the AFC West that can make that case. 
So now the Broncos are a team that can go to the Super Bowl. They could. <laughs> they could. I'm not I, saying they I will. Really, they could. I really thought. I was optimistic beginning with your hot take that we were going to have some sort of a they reality could. check on this show today. But nope. We're two hours and two minutes in, and it is flat-out Kool-Aid time at altitude well, 950. Let me ask you a question. Tampa Bay is undefeated. You, you you assume that you think Tampa Bay's got Super Bowl aspirations? They have a better chance of going to the Super Bowl than the Broncos. Why? Yes. They have a better quarterback. So it's that's that's all it is to you, the quarterback. That's the number one thing. Okay. I'm just, I just want to make sure I get Matt the Ryan is, is significantly better than Trevor Simeon. I want to get the measuring stick. I want to Cam make Newton sure is significantly better than Trevor Simeon. Miami's undefeated. Does Miami have a better shot at the Super Bowl than the Broncos? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They do. They do. So I want to get the measuring stick out of the way. Let's go ahead and go through our NFL recap, please. We have, have an a open quarterback. Mm-hmm. Roll it. It was another wild Sunday. Let's go around the NFL. All right, we'll skip a couple of the boring games, like the Baltimore game. That was boring. Baltimore's too We all had Baltimore. We didn't miss on that one. Everybody picked Baltimore. Let's go to the uh, Panthers-Buffalo Bills classic. On fourth down, Taylor slings it toward the end zone. Off the hands of an intended receiver and incomplete. It was Zay Jones who laid out for the ball at the four-yard line. The Panthers are going to go to 2-0. That game was in Carolina, so Buffalo on the road is not a good Buffalo. That Buffalo offense. Whew. You know who leads that Buffalo offense? I know. He said it. Rico. Yeah. You know why I exist? Is because there has to be somebody in this town who's willing to say things. Because all the Dove Valley minions said for two years, oh, Rico's great. He's going to fix this offensive line. They're going to be fine. Rico, Rico's offense is awful. It's awful, and very few people, people in this were town saying, would say it for the last two people years. People were saying that last year. People were saying no, the offense was no. miserable. People were saying, hey, they won a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, selective memory right now. All right. Did yeah, everybody you're right. You're right. I, I, I remember a lot of columns and articles coming out about how Rico's got to go. I'm not a writer. I'm a lover. I don't have columns. Find Did me every, that one. Find everybody that pick one. Uh, Carolina in that game. Did anybody pick yeah. Buffalo? No. Okay, so we're 3-0. No. Next game, please. The Chiefs have first and ten at their own 47. Two receivers right, one left. Kelsey closes the tight end. Left side of the formation. Now a quick getting draw. Kareem Hunt at the 40-yard line. Angling left 30. He's at the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Kansas City. Man, this kid's good. That rookie can run. Kareem Hunt leads the NFL in rushing through two weeks. Big, uh, big play capabilities. That's the other criticism I have of the Broncos yesterday. It was all, boy, you had to have long, sustained, perfect drives because they, they still have no big playability. The Chiefs do. Did you guys see the Chiefs almost blow that game yesterday? No. So it's 27-13. The Eagles get a touchdown with 12 seconds left to make it 27-20. You're thinking, ah, garbage time, whatever. They then get the onside kick with eight seconds left. They did. All the way down at the 40. Yeah. And they throw the Hail Mary, and it gets batted up in the air. There's a chance, but the Chiefs... Escape. By the way, we skipped the Cardinals and the Titans as well. Cardinals win, Titans win. Both pretty boring games. All right, so you two had the Titans. Me and the little degenerates bought into the Jacksonville hype. And then, Will, you had Philadelphia on the road. You uh, just wanted to be a hater against mm-hmm. the Chiefs. Uh, so at the moment, Vic is 5-0. and Everybody else is 4-1. and Whoa! 
Perfection. Next game, please. First and ten for the Patriots from the 19 of New Orleans. Burkhead motions to the right. It's an empty set with trips to the right. Two receivers left. Shotgun snap to Brady. Pressure from the blind side. Throws to the end zone for Burkhead. Reels it in. Touchdown. Patriots. God, you know what I saw a lot of yesterday from Tom Brady? Throwing short passes, letting these receivers like Gronk do something with it after the catch. But that's not sustainable. Only for Brady. It worked for uh, New England. He threw three in the first quarter. We're really comparing him to Tom Brady? I'm just saying. You know, the unsustainable offense of throwing short and letting the receiver do something with it, not sustainable. That's what New England did. Because I'm watching that game yesterday, and I'm like, I know this is what Vic's going to say. Did you see the (laughs) the down-the-sideline pass to to Gronk? (laughs) You know what I'm going to say? Did you see that one? No, I missed it. Oh, yeah, okay. It went more than 10 yards in the air. Did we all have the Patriots winning? God, New Orleans is awful. Yeah, we did. That New Orleans defense is awful. When you've got, they were going for it on fourth down in the first quarter because they knew they couldn't stop New England. He's now Tom Brady. I'm glad the reality check is totally out the window. We all got that one right. Next game, please. Then goes shotgun, first and 20 at the 27 of the Vikings. Over the middle, the pass is pulled in. Running with the football, Davis Brown. He outruns everybody to the end zone. Beats him to the left pylon, right to left. 27-yard pitch and catch for Ben and Martavis. Hey, H.W., wasn't that a short pass that resulted in a long touchdown? Yeah, Martavius kind of zigged and zagged yeah. across in the oh, now he's Now he's Big Ben. I'm just wondering. I mean, I, I didn't know that you can actually throw a short pass and have the receiver do something hey, and how get many credit s- for the tuck. I didn't know that was possible. How many sacks have Tom Brady and uh, Big Ben taken in field goal range in the first two weeks? I don't know, but you know what they have in common? Um, actually, Big Ben and Trevor are both 2-0. Tom Brady's not. And he's got five Super Bowl rings. We live in the now. Did and we all get that right? He's had to play Kansas City. Did anybody not take Pittsburgh in that game? No. Did you, did you guys see who was backing up Case Keenum yesterday? Yeah. The one Slaughter the only was ready Kyle to roll. Slaughter on the 53. Slaughter was ready to roll, man. I was eager to see him. You know, it would have been interesting to switch Eliminator picks over to Pittsburgh once you saw Case Keenum was starting. The uh It sounds like Sam Bradford may be out for a while. Do you want to wager whether or not the uh, Vikings add another quarterback? So you think they will? Yes. They were not. If Sam Bradford is out for an extended period of time, they will not go with Kyle Slaughter. No, they won't. Bridgewater's out for mid-season, right? Correct. He's going to be a long time. Yeah, there's no They'll doubt. There's no doubt else. they will. All right, so we all got that one right. Next game. Moving right toward the south end zone. Five-step drop. Winston throws a sideline route toward Evans. Makes the catch, and he is going to a touchdown. Tampa Bay juggling catch by Evans. They'll review it, but a great throw by Winston. Back shoulder thing in the corner of the end zone, and Mike Evans snags another one. Man, Buccaneers just dismantled the Bears. Twenty-nine-seven. How, How come we didn't ask HW where that ball was thrown? Where was it thrown? I I wasn't listening. Down the field, but we didn't ask him. Over under five and a half weeks till John Fox is on a beach drinking a strawberry daiquiri. That guy looks like he wants nothing to do with this football team. And you see him after the game? Absolutely defiant about switching from Mike Glennon to Mitch Trubisky. What did he say? Acted like it was the dumbest question he's ever heard and said, that's not on the quarterback. John, you just lost by like 30 points. Your season's going nowhere. Why aren't you starting Mitch Trubisky at this point? I am with you. It, it, it would be unbelievably frustrating if you're a Bears fan. You're 0-2. Why not play the kid? And he looked great in preseason. Mike Glennon is the, – the, the, you brought him in in case you could catch lightning in a bottle, be semi-competitive this year, and you'd go with the veteran. At this point, turn the page. 
You know what's funny? Um, Jameis Winston gets so much credit for throwing the ball down the field. He had 194 yards passing. Trevor Simeon had 231. One is larger than the other. Somebody was throwing the ball downfield more than the other, according to my numbers. Okay. Which one would you rather have? 231 to 194. Next game, please. A 54-yard field goal attempt with one ten left. The Dolphins trailing by one. Cody Parkey. Kick this up. He's got the distance. And it is good! <laughs> it's good! Was that the kick by Miami? Yes, to win the game, and then uh Koo came down and missed it for the Chargers for the second straight week. Dude, the Chargers could be 2-0, really easily 2-0 right now. Remember last year, the San Diego Chargers, then called San Diego, now Los Angeles, the San Diego Chargers a year ago were 1-7 in, in one-score games. They were miserable in one-score games, could not finish. Oh, this year they're 0-2. And uh, these are both games they could have won. Not to jump backward, but uh Jameis Winston actually threw for 204 yards. He looked at the passing stats. He had a sack. Uh, 204 divided by 18 is 11.33. 232 divided by 22 is 10.5. So he actually threw for less yards per completion than Trevor Simeon. How many touchdown passes did he throw for? How many interceptions did he throw? Oh, I'm just wondering touchdown How passes. many fumbles did he have inside mm-hmm. his 10-yard line? I mean, we can do this all day long exactly if you want. Right. We but can. if we're going to break out a stat to throw it in my face, we might want to get the stat right. You're a numbers guy, aren't you? I didn't bring up the numbers. All right, what game were we on just now? Uh, that was Miami beating Los Angeles. That was Vic's first miss. Okay, I missed that one out of spite. You if did. you recall last year, I actually, last week I took Miami, but you, you said something to anger me, and I switched my pick to San I have or Miami LA. written down, crossed out with three yeah. lines, and LAC written in yeah. its place. Can you believe that? I just gave one back to the field. <laughs> All right, that's the first miss. Next game. Derek in the gun. It's a toss to Richard. The Jets push that back inside, but he ran right by it. 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Raiders! All right, a little excessive on the touchdown call there, but whatever. We all had the Raiders in our eliminator pool, which was nice. Yeah, that was a uh, free money pick. We were bummed that San Francisco couldn't take care of business because that would have wiped a good chunk of people. Which team in the AFC West has impressed you most so far? Kansas City, Denver, or Oakland? Well, Kansas City has the best win of the year, so I would go with Kansas City. Okay. Oakland. More I, so I, than Kansas I think, City or I think as, as time will as time unfolds here, we'll see winning in Tennessee in week one was a pretty big win. Did we all have Oakland in that game? We did. Boy, they, they had like four touchdowns that were long plays. Next game. Second and six. Cousins from the shotgun. It's a delayed gift to Chris Thompson up the middle. Weaving through traffic in the open field to the 40 to the 30. He's thrown all the way. Chris Thompson 10. Five. Touchdown, Redskins. What a play. All right. That was a boring game, but the bottom line is the Redskins found a way to win. They found a way to win. They got a touchdown late. Uh, the little degenerates were the only ones that picked the Redskins. We took the Rams. On the road. Yeah. No wonder they beat us again this week. Degenerates were big swing games, right? Well, they got another big swing game coming up. Speaking of almost games, man, a lot of eliminators in that uh, Seattle-San Francisco matchup. 
Seattle 7 of 17 on third down today, looking at a third and seven from the nine. Russell takes a shotgun snap. Looks. Now he's got to scramble. Now he looks straight ahead. Still scrambling. Moves to the left side. Throws to the end zone. It's caught. Is he in? He is. Touchdown. Seahawks. That was a third and goal where Russell Wilson did it all himself, man. Just threw it up for grabs, and Paul Richardson, the former buff, catches it. The only touchdown of the game as Seattle survives San Francisco. I think we all had Seattle, but I think we all called that that game would be low-scoring and ugly, and that's exactly what it was. All right, last one, the Sunday nighter in Atlanta. Rodgers puts three left, two right. Takes the snap, his first pass in trouble, and Beasley... Oh, my goodness, is that a fumble? fumble? It is. Trufant's got it at the 10. Five. Touchdown, Atlanta. That's a touchdown for Trufant. Aaron Rodgers got blasted by Vic Beasley. I took Atlanta. What would you guys do? Did I take Atlanta? No, you had Green Bay. The only only ones on Atlanta, this is why they won. They were 12-2 and this week. The little degenerates. They missed on Jacksonville and Dallas. You two were eleven and three. I was ten and four. So the updated standings through two weeks. Little degenerates twenty one and five. I'm eighteen and eight. Vic and HW seventeen and nine. Why do you have me ahead of HW in the standings when we have the same record? Because originally I had you at seven and five last week, so therefore I wrote you first, and then I realized I calculated it wrong and I didn't. Plus you're acknowledging I really took Miami, but because you may be mad I took the Chargers instead. And so that's almost like a built-in win. Kind of. Why don't the degenerates going to Vegas? <laughs> no kidding. They're going to make some revenue for this Twenty-one and five. I mean, <laughs> it, we, we kind of scoff at just picking winners. Twenty-one yeah. and five that's on just winners. Good. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Those kids know what they're talking about. James Palmer, NFL Network, next on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Hastings and Broman. Tell us about your off-season. It was a pretty active one as far as you had, you had two surgeries, hoping to get right. Just what that off-season was like and how you're feeling now. Yeah, uh, last year I went through uh, two surgeries. Uh, first one in uh, first one was in uh, January. Second was four weeks later in uh, end of February. So I had a lot, a lot of time to recover. You know, it's been a long summer. I spent most of the summer here in Colorado doing the rehab with uh, Scott Woodwork, uh, our physiotherapist. Um, so I think we've done a tremendous job. Um, bring me back uh, on the ice uh, because I came back this training camp and I'm ready 100%. So that was our goal. You know, be ready the first uh, day of the training camp. Hastings and Brownman, every weekday, 10 to 1, only on Altitude 950. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Who doesn't love the idea of sitting comfortably in the back of a limousine while someone else does the driving? 
Sure, it's all about comfy leather seats and a built-in bar, but hiring a limousine is actually a great idea. Whether it's a trip to the airport, a business function, or a party night out, going in a limo keeps everyone together. No waiting for anyone. No one gets lost either. And no one's going to get amped up with road rage. Total buzzkill, right? And parking is never a problem. You get dropped off at the door. Paul Music and Limousine is Denver's affordable luxury travel provider. Special events to and from the airport or just a safe, relaxed ride you can always count on. Limos, car service, party buses. Paul Music and Limousine. 24-7 reservation in the palm of your hand at 303-532-4685. Paul Music and Limousine. 303-532-4685. 303-532-4685. Buying or selling a house doesn't need to be stressful. Now there's a one-stop shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group is taking the pain out of buying or selling. Lucas Akers and his team of agents all over the Denver area can help save you money. Why pay a 6% commission? With Metro 21 Real Estate, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-4663. Find out how they can help you or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group. Call 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-4663. Tell them you heard about what they have to offer on the radio. NMLS 1581504. You know, one of the most popular trends now is custom tailoring for men. Yes, suits, custom Tailored. There is nothing better. You look good. You feel good. You don't have to run all over town searching for the right suit for hours on end. At Icon Suits in Cherry Creek, they tailor suits, shirts, and coats custom to your size, your taste, and your lifestyle. Listen, I'm Vic Lombardi. I'm a small man. I need tailoring to fit my body. All within a reasonable price range, too. Browse and select the highest quality fabrics. Have your precise measurements taken by the wardrobe consultant. And soon, your handmade suit from Italy, mind you, is ready for one final perfect fitting. You look great because your suit is perfectly made to your body. Compliment your new suit with some custom shirts, new ties, and shoes. You're going to look good. You're going to feel good. Icon Suit Shop, Cherry Creek, IconSuit.com. Tell them Vic Lombardi sent you. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Sixty-two minute lightning delay yesterday. What did you do during the lightning delay? I slept. I think I may have been the only member of the press box crew sleeping during that delay. Head on the ground. We did a quick periscope. Other than that, I slept. Let's go to the hotline. Bring in James Palmer from NFL Network. James, what did you do during that 62-minute delay? I talked to Ryan Harris about Menelik Watson's issues. And? <laughs> uh, you know, we had a, it was one of those things that actually after our conversation is when he had his two biggest, uh, I think right after the delay, right, was when the fumble happened. Yes. Uh, when he got beat inside by Lawrence, and then obviously there's the spin move on the outside that was the sack that led to the field goal, but then the uh, the penalty let the drive continue. Um, but those were two big issues that happened actually right after our conversation. It was just, you know, it, 
he seems sti- a little a little stiff out there, and it's been kind of interesting to see the way his weight has fluctuated. I talked to him during camp, and he was so happy to be at a lighter weight than what Oakland wanted him to play at, and then it seems like now he's back up and seems a little, you know, a little stiff. But uh, I kind of moseyed around. I didn't really, you know, play Connect Four like Vaughn Miller and those guys did uh-huh. in the locker room. But I know, I know Vance really. I was told really handled the break brilliantly he, he asked him to turn off the air conditioning in the locker room wanted to keep it warm in there keep the guys loose he everything uh that he did during that break uh is getting a lot of compliments the way he handled his team because they were rolling and it, 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 there were some people that were worried that the break would hurt him is this where all the attributes we heard about vance joseph leader of men understands players all these things we heard on why why did they hire vance joseph maybe these are the things that are starting to come to fruition yeah, I think that's a perfect situation and a perfect example of why uh, Vance is so respected in that realm around the league. And, and it's because he has the ability to kind of just understand the vibe of the locker room just quickly. I mean, that's a decision to make pretty quick to, you know, all right, how do we handle something that we really didn't prepare for? Obviously, they, this team went through it last year in Tampa Bay, but uh, which talking to players, you know, they really kind of weren't that, you know, it wasn't that odd for them since they went through it last year, but Vance and, and everything that he went through uh, as quickly as he did to get everybody, you know, situated, those are all the, the CEO-type qualities that everybody likes about Vance Joseph. In regards to Menelik Watson, James, I liken it to a baseball closer. You know, when you're a tackle in the NFL, people are going to really pay attention to the blocks you miss, especially ones that result in your quarterback getting hit and turning the ball over. That, that can happen once a game, and people will say you had a bad game. I'll say this about Menelik Watson. After that sack he gave up, we never heard from him again. So he must have played okay afterwards. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. I, you know, it's kind of funny because Vaughn pointed that out this week. He said, you know, there, you know, he he can make he can be nowhere. We didn't hear Vaughn's name for a long time during the start of that game. And then look, he he gets two sacks late. He has a pass that he, he has that batted pass at the line of scrimmage, and everybody's well, Vaughn had a great game. He said, you know, the pass rusher, you make a couple of plays, uh, one big play maybe, and that and you did your job as an offensive lineman. If you make one, you play great all game, but you make one mistake. That's what we're talking about right now to start this conversation. So you're right. I think he, I think he, he's better in, in run than he is in pass. And I, I think as a whole, um, the offensive line, what we saw and what CJ was able to run behind, uh, drastically different than what they had last year. And that was obviously the goal. Based on the results we get today, if we hope we get them today on Garrett Bowles MRI, you expect uh, him to miss some time, if not the entire season. What, what, what do you think the, the Broncos do there? I mean, they've got Stevenson set up to play on that left side. Is that a long-term answer, or do they uh, do they hit the waiver wire? Do they start looking for tackles? Do they make a trade, perhaps? I think you always look, and, you, and obviously they were close to a Joe Thomas trade last year, so you know they're never, that John Elway's never going to sit on his hands uh, if things start coming together. I mean, obviously, in, in, on a national sense, and I'm around the entire league, like the the mantra on Trevor Simeon is changing, which is what I've been trying to tell people, considering I see him play a lot. Uh, and the natural the national sense is kind of shifting a little bit in the sense of all right, this kid can kind of play. And if they keep things together, then you start going all right, we can maybe do something this year. Your t- your clock is already ticking on a, on a defense that is what they showed on Sunday. Uh, really, what they've been the last couple of years. So if you have the ability to go out and make a move. I know the price tag for Joe Thomas was way too high, and there was a couple of players they didn't want to part with. But I also saw Alan Barber in there playing left, uh, playing tackle a little bit, and, and Stevenson as well. So I think you right now figure out what you can do. Right now you figure out the timetable. Things appear from what we originally thought 
with Garrett Bowles are better. Uh, and I talked to some people late last night, even after I got home, that, that the prognosis might be better uh, than we originally thought. But at the same time, today's MRI really is, is kind of a big deal. Um, but obviously it not being an Achilles is huge in terms of the long-term situation. But I think you evaluate what you have right now, and then, you know, John, he's never going to be patient and never going to be one to just not even be looking. Let me ask you this, because you spend a lot of time in Houston covering the Texans as well. Dwayne Brown continues to hold out. Might that might, might be a deal in the making there? They want to unload this guy's contract? The Broncos need a tackle? Could that happen here? You know, I, there's been talk with Dwayne's Brown representation, Kennard McGuire, and, and he's talked around the league about, you know, wanting maybe to find another landing spot for Dwayne if things don't get situated. I mean, I, I know Dwayne personally. I think he's a slight, I think he's underpaid for the left half quality. He's only got about 9.7 million this year and about 9.8 the following year. That's like the 11th, 12th highest paid tackle. He's got two years on this deal. Neither one of them is guaranteed. Uh, if you could make that deal, you could have him for this season. And if it doesn't work out, you could part ways even after the year. So, um, it's, and it's a stalemate. I've been down there. It's, it's, they don't negotiate during the season and the rest of that Texans locker room is looking to see if they negotiate during the season because that's going to make a whole lot of players and their representation go, all right, now I want a different deal because you guys used to say you don't negotiate during the year. Now you do. And so it's, it's a, uh, it's a difficult situation down in Houston. Neither guy is really budging. All he needs to do is come back and play three games to get his vested year of service and this doesn't look like it's getting situated if they all eventually want to move on but at the same time their offensive line is in such such peril mm-hmm. uh they i would assume him coming back is probably going to be what happens but i know his representation has shopped him visiting with james palmer of the nfl network last one james and this is what i love about what you guys do so after the game we're surrounding the to leave he's smiling ear to ear and uh, he mentions that Deion Sanders is his idol. So seconds after he says that, one of your producers comes in with a phone, and there's Tlaib doing a FaceTime chat with Deion Sanders primetime, and the exchange was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you see Tlaib, and I'm not going to compare him to Deion. There's only one primetime. But he reminds me so much of primetime, doesn't he? Oh, personality for sure. I mean, and, and here's the other thing. They're two of the, two of the smarter players. In, early in his career, Tlaib used to rely on his athletic ability and his length so much. And now, over the last several years, he's become this absolute film junkie that now, talking with him, he said, you know, his knowledge uh, of where he needs to be, and now he just evaluates all these other corners. And that's the same thing Prime does. And, I I mean, Tlaib is, I mean, he's putting himself up there, and and he's getting better with age. I mean, last year, if you go around the league, some people would say he was arguably the best corner in football last year. And the guy is no spring chicken in terms of his age. But now, after last night, I mean, there's only three players that have more pick sixes than him in the history of the NFL. Yep. And and Woodson's got 12, and he has 10. So he's not that far behind uh, the all-time leader in pick sixes. I mean, he's ahead of Dion in that sense, <laughs> in terms of pick sixes. So uh, I just love the way both of them play, because they play with such confidence. And a lot of times that spreads throughout your defense, and, and they've done it. Uh, Dion did it forever with even defenses that didn't have a ton of talent. He makes them play above what they are, and I think... I think Tlaib does that with this defense as well, even though it's really talented. His name is James Palmer, nicknamed Skinny Tie. Don't think I didn't notice the Skinny Tie. Right? <laughs> is that new? I always uh, do. There was a lot of talk of that tie last night. There was uh, a lot of chat. I don't know why. A little too skinny for my taste, but that's for another day. We'll converse at uh, Dove Valley on that topic. Hey, James, Sounds as good. always, thanks for the info, buddy. No problem, buddy. Appreciate it. Talk that's James Palmer yeah. from NFL Network. I tell you, it's so cool after the game when these guys – 
They're sitting there being interviewed by members of the NFL Network set on a phone, right? You know, it's our business is changing so much. You have to have all this equipment in there, satellite trucks. That's on an iPhone, just FaceTiming Deion Sanders like you would right here. It's that simple. Love it. The world is shrinking. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Your chance to hang out with Scott Hastings and Julie Brahman. Every Thursday during their show, a lucky listener and a friend will have lunch with the host while hanging out in the studio. Presented by Garbanzo Mediterranean Fresh, the perfect balance of nutritious and delicious. Visit eatgarbanzo.com to find a location near you. It's Hanging with Hastings and Brahman every Thursday only on Altitude 950. Now, there's a morning newscast that moves at the speed of Denver. Good morning, everybody. I'm Megan Haller. And I'm Kirk Yankee, bright and early. And gives you an edge. All day long. New details overnight. New this morning. Breaking overnight. Get your morning moving with Megan O'Halloran, Kirk Yonke, Pinpoint Weather with Greg Dutra, and Time Saver Traffic with Sam Boyd. Still looking at some slow speeds out there. On the Fox 31 Morning News, starting at 4.30 tomorrow. Get your car looking good with Superior Auto Image, commonly referred to as being a one-stop shop for car cosmetics, striving to provide as many services as they can to their customers. From window tinting to clear bras, vinyl wrapping, headlight restorations, detailing, paintless dent repair, glass repair, and Plasti Dip. Superior Auto Image. BBB accredited, reliable, with a certified staff. To book your appointment, go online to superiorautoimage.com. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home, especially a new one. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American financing for their new home loans. It's an amazing time to buy, and home prices are on the rise. Getting pre-qualified today gives you real buying power. Sellers want to know that you're for real and being pre-qualified by American Financing gives them that assurance. And that's a key to winning in a seller's market. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for a new home loan or a refinance, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Hey, Vic Lombardi here. I love this time of year. Nothing better than lying in bed on a cool, crisp autumn night and drifting off to a quiet, restful night's sleep. But if you or a loved one has sleep apnea, sounds of snoring may be echoing throughout the whole house. CPAP is typically used as the first line of treatment for sleep apnea, but studies show up to 50% of people who have a CPAP machine don't even use it. Now there's a silent, mask-free treatment option available right here in Denver. It's called Inspire. Inspire is an implantable device that works inside your body with your natural breathing process. It delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open, giving you and your partner the restful sleep you need. Inspire is FDA-approved and currently offered at more than 100 leading medical centers across the country. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and find a doctor who can help determine if Inspire is right for you. The freedom to sleep, like everyone else, is just a click away at InspireSleep.com. That's InspireSleep.com. Are you in for 90? The Colorado Rapids take on Montreal Impact on September 30th at 7 p.m. Starting at just $34, receive a ticket to the game, a 90-shilling beer, and a Rapids t-shirt courtesy of Hotel Brewing. Go to ColoradoRapids.com. 
The Ream Pro Partners text line is now open. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Is your air conditioner handling the summer heat? Go to ReamProPartners.com today. Hey, we're talking here about people sending out tweets when they don't intend to send out those tweets. What was this about KD and his fake Twitter account? Kevin Durant. So Kevin Durant has been had on Twitter. He has a fake account where he defends himself in the third person. <laughs> what's, uh, his, what's his fake that's handle? Hilarious. Well, we don't know what the fake handle is because he was tweeting oh. about... Well, KD didn't have any help in OKC from at KD Trey Five. Uh, tweets have since been deleted, but it is clear that Kevin Durant defends himself in Twitter conversations as someone else. That's tremendous. Somebody started a couple of years back a Vic Lombardi sucks Twitter account, which I found hilarious. Is it still in operation? I don't know, but it was good stuff when I read it back then. How many? You know what? And I'll say these coaches who claim they don't go on Twitter. How many have these fake accounts with just random names? You know they all do. Adam Gase. Adam Gase told me back in the day when he was running the Broncos offense, he goes, oh, yeah, I read your Twitter. I go, how do you read it? He goes, oh, I'm, I'm on there. We got it. They all take note. All right, so we've got at fake, Lomb- fake Vic Lombardi on Twitter. Yeah. It's a picture of you in a ref uniform. Yeah. Um, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of hashtag vote more no tweets. What? Justin Morneau, when they were doing the All-Star game three years ago? I have no idea what that means. They haven't tweeted in three years. No idea what that means. Uh, according to Nikki Javala, the Broncos rushing yards, 178, most since the Texans game in week seven last year. Devontae Booker, by the way, expected back next Sunday at Buffalo. What do you do there, fellas? What do you do there? Because I like this C.J. Jamal Charles rotation. I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm not really sure there's room for Devontae Booker. Uh, help me with the name, but who's the kid they signed on the pre- Jonathan Williams from Buffalo, right? Guy's making three, 30 grand a week or something a week. ridiculous. So it's like, yeah, Booker's back, but why did you go sign a guy to half a million dollars to be on your practice squad? And you're clicking now, and D'Angelo Henderson, who we hear all about, can't even get in the game right now. I, I don't know if there's a role for well, Devontae Booker right according now. According to Joe Buck during the broadcast, when Devontae Booker comes back, don't be surprised if he's atop the depth chart. That would shock me. Oh, it shocked the heck. Right I'd now, C.J. Anderson's number two in the NFL in rushing. I mean, C.J.'s been great this year. Devontae Booker was mediocre at best last year. And Devontae Booker didn't do anything in training camp and preseason to, play. To, to earn the job. So what would that possibly be based I, on? I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Now, the only thing it could be based on is those guys fly into town. They meet with the team. And somebody told him that. Yeah. Somebody put that bug in his ear. I ain't buying it. Okay. I just ain't buying it. Then you say what you want. I but right now, I wouldn't mess with that running Why back Why would rotation. he say that, though? Eh, people will pump up players just to motivate other players through the media. Yeah, they use the media to motivate. It's still the chip-on-the-shoulder mentality. They do it all the time. Did they ever motivate TD through the media? I'm sure they did. Mm, okay. I'm sure they did at some point. Motivation is necessary in many more ways. Um Let's talk Rockies before we get out of hand here because what happened over the weekend, listen, if I had told you two out of three from the Padres, you'd take that, correct? It was part of my four-point plan. But the way they lost yesterday, is it unsettling knowing that you're going into a possible postseason game? Who's your closer in that game? If you've got a 4-3 lead, who's closing that? Are you 
Are you going to be secure with Holland taking the ball? Yeah, I, no, but that's who you go with. I mean, Jake McGee hasn't proven to be any more reliable. Pat Neshack hasn't proven to be any more reliable. Um, he, you know, it, boy, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who I would feel comfortable giving the ball. Cause you got that sort of guessing game going on with, yeah, with Holland now, don't you? You're like, God, you know who I might put out there? Cause I think you can get three outs no matter what. Chris Russell? Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. He'd be my guy. If I had to get three outs in the wild card game, I would feel most comfortable with Chris Russell coming into the game. Hey, can we give some credit to, and I know we've been hard on him as well this season, Tyler Chatwood, who's pitching probably his best of the season so far. He was upset, relegated to the bullpen. He's come out in his last couple starts, albeit he hasn't had as many, he hasn't had gone as long as he'd like to, but still given them the chance to win those games, and they did. Bounce pass, bounced back nicely on Friday night. Rockies win 6-1. He has been better, and it was good to see him do it at home, too, right? Because we're always used to road chatty yes. versus home chatty. Good to see him do it at home. But, Vic, the Rockies outscored the Padres 25-5 to over the weekend. 25-5, to and they only won two of three. I don't want to overreact to yesterday's loss, but it's the kind of loss that if they're not playing in the play-in game because the Brewers get hot down the stretch... Yeah. It's the kind of loss that can burn you because they're up three nothing. John Gray's absolutely rolling. The weather screws them over. I get it. The weather was not their friend yesterday. You still should win that game. The weather's a weak excuse. It's the way they lost. Yes. When you have a three nothing lead, you expect to win at home. And you outscored them twenty five to five in the series. I mean, the mass almost hard to lose a game when you outscore them twenty five to five. That is tricky. Okay, so day off today, and then they're back on the road. Two in San Francisco, followed by three in San Diego. Four, four in San Diego. Four. Yep. And then they come home for six. So they've got twelve left. Six at the road. Six on the road. Six at home. Now they're a plus four on my plan, mm-hmm. but to stay plus four, just to stay there, they have to win five out of six. Fellas, I don't know about you. I watched a little bit, and I and I did it via uh, social media because I didn't watch it live. I watched the. Pre-game festivities where they reunited with the 2007 Rocktober team, brought them all onto the field, and then ran a little video on the scoreboard. Did you guys catch any of that? Because when they ran that video, I swear to God, I got goosebumps again. I mean, this is 10 years old now, okay? This happened 10 years ago. But reliving that month, watching that video again, and, wow! That's all, it's, wow is all I could say. I don't think we understand is that how four-minute video that was on on Twitter. Maybe so. I don't, it was I, really, really it, good. It was so good to re-experience that again, and it feels like so long. Ten years ago, when they went through that, finally figured out Rodrigo Lopez pitched for the Rockies, but he was hurt. Did you guys see who was surly during the pregame photo? Oh, I knew this was coming. Did you see? I did. Yes. Surly in a funny way. <laughs> okay. Cause he gets a free pass because he's surly. He won't go out and mingle with the fans. He's sitting there just being a griper. And what is, what does everybody say? Oh, it's just being a bear. It's just who, old, it's just old Todd being Todd. Who drew the biggest ovation from the fans? I, oh, that's what we're basing it on. I'm just saying you're okay. the one that's so bitter. I mean, if the fans don't seem to care, why do you? Well, he didn't get a cheer from me. Who drew the biggest ovation and it wasn't even close. I'm here to tell people they're they're wrong in their assessment of the guy. That's yeah. they, they they're delusional. 
Doesn't this Rocktober 07 reunion, though, and they win 16-0 on Saturday, it was their biggest win since beating the Marlins 13-0 exactly 10 years ago to start Rocktober. Other than yesterday, doesn't it feel like Rocktober 17 could be special, they kind had, of like Rocktober 07? They had won, I believe, 10 out of 13 prior to yesterday. Yeah. That's a pretty hot mm-hmm. run. It is. Yeah, it, it doesn't kind it feel of like it, Doesn't it kind of feel like it could be special? And it I know does. today it is does. tough because the Broncos were so great yesterday. Yeah, but you know, 2010 is also in the back of my head. You remember what happened? Yeah, you remember what happened in 2010 Mm -hmm. where they were in a similar situation. They they were right there with two weeks to play, right there, and folded. Lost what? 11 of 12. It was a a horrible, horrible finish. So listen, that's the that's what's crazy about this team. They're very capable of winning 10 of 12. They're very capable of losing 10 of 12. That's what scares me. They did nothing at the plate yesterday after the rain delay. Yeah, their bullpen wasn't good, but they did nothing offensively. It was 3 nothing at the rain delay, and they lost 4-3. to three. They looked like a team that went into the rain delay thinking the game was over. Yeah, they shut her down, and they couldn't flip it back on. And it's a good thing they have the day off today, kind of recover, regroup. But that's the thing. I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth. I do feel like Rocktober 17 could be special. I also feel like if they don't make the playoffs yesterday could be the reason. If why. you're a Rockies fan, and listen to me here, I'm not saying you have to openly root for the Cardinals, but you sort of want to keep the Cardinals alive because when they finish it off with Milwaukee down the stretch, you want those games to mean something for the Cardinals, do you not? The more chaos, the better. Yes, yes, I'm with you, Uh especially because the Cubs are looking like they're going to win the NL Central. Stupid Brewers are just winning. If you look at the playoff odds Stupid right now, Brewers. according to ESPN.com, Vic, the okay. Diamondbacks are 99.9% to make it. The Cubs are 97.7% to make it. After that, guys, the Rockies are 86.5% to get in. Brewers 11%. Cardinals 4%. Of course they are, and here's why. Let The Brewers play today to get rid of this half game, mm-hmm. right? So then they'll have played the same amount of games. Let's assume they win. The Rockies are two full games up with 12 to play. If you go 6-6, six and six, the Brewers have to go 8-4 and four to catch you. Mm-hmm. And then how would that result? I don't know. I don't know what the play-in game would be. There is, would be a play-in so game. So what would be crazy, they'd have to play the Brewers in a play-in game, and if they win that, play a one-game wild-card game just to get to the dance. But that's why, is the Rockies have to completely fold here, and the Brewers have to be pretty hot. Go Pirates. No a doubt. critical play in the Bronco game yesterday that I thought was a horrible call. Maybe not the call itself, but the result of the call. And it benefited the Broncos. I'll explain next. He played 1,020 games over 14 seasons. Gilbert and Hayduk battle for the puck. He scored 375 goals. Got the Hayduk shot, score! And on January 6th, the number 23 Avalanche sweater will be raised to the Raptors at Pepsi Center. Where it belongs. Yellow shot, score! The Hayduk shot, score! 950, home of the Colorado Avalanche, salutes Milan Hayduke. Milan Hayduke! 
Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. We do only injury cases, have for years. In fact, for over 25 years. An accident is just another ordinary event for the insurance company, but it's anything but ordinary for you. Don't get hurt twice in the same accident. Once in the accident and again on the insurance claim. The insurance company has its own lawyers, its own doctors. Who do you have? Champions of the people. Bell & Pollock. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's right, championsofthepeople.com. For a reason, we'll help you. Live music, great cider and beer, and you, all in the shadow of Red Rocks. Sounds pretty great, right? Then join us in beautiful downtown Morrison for Morrison Cider Fest 2017. Enjoy some of the best bands the Front Range has to offer. Take the kids on a hay or pony ride. Or just plant yourself on a straw bale and enjoy some great food from some of the area's favorite restaurants and food trucks. Here's the best part. Admission is free. So, we'll see you at Morrison Cider Fest, Saturday, September 23rd in downtown Morrison. And for more information, go to morrisonciderfest.org. Are you a homeowner who's tired of paying mortgage insurance? Hey guys, Nate Correctman for my friends at American Financing. If you own a home in the super hot Denver market, you've got to hear about another way American Financing can save you money. We all know home values are higher than they've ever been, but did you know your current home value may be up to 40% more than when you bought it? This is huge because once equity goes up, mortgage insurance can go away, putting extra money in your pockets. So why not let the Salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing make those savings happen through a simple loan refinance. Even if your original lender can't help you, chances are American Financing can. No upfront fees, and you may even lock into a lower interest rate. Start saving as much as $1,000 a month, and you may be able to close in as fast as 10 days. Call now, 303-695-7000, or go online, AmericanFinancing.net. And MLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Here we go again with Colorado's season of change. The leaves change, the temperature changes, even quarterbacks change. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for Johnson Auto Plaza, where we can help you change into that new Jeep you've spent the summer dreaming about. Nobody does it like Johnson Auto Plaza. The Jeep celebration event brings special incentives on every new Jeep in the lineup. There's the new Cherokee, it's best in class, four-wheeler of the year. Jeep Wrangler, the classic, just keeps getting better. The signature Grand Cherokee, it's won more awards than any SUV on the planet. You can test drive a Patriot, a Compass, or the incredibly priced Jeep Renegade. With hundreds of new Jeeps in stock, right now, Johnson has your kind of change. It's the perfect partnership. Jeep provides the savings, and the Johnson family provides that way of doing business that turns first-time buyers into lifetime customers. Change into your new Jeep at Johnson Auto Plaza, north of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. Rockies fans, there's only one week left of regular season baseball, so get down to Coors Field and be a part of the playoff push. The Rockies take on the Marlins September 25th through 27th, followed by the Dodgers September 29th through October 1st. Get tickets at Rockies.com today. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. All right, a couple things you may have missed over the weekend. Did you happen to see that finish in the Florida-Tennessee game? The heave. I did. Did you tweet, was Raheem Moore playing safety? it wasn't me. I saw the Raheem Moore tweets. How could you let the guy behind you in that situation? I just don't don't understand it. That ball did go 65 65 yards yards in the air. But still. I know. I know. But I don't think they were thinking the ball would get over their head. You have one job. 
No doubt. Did you guys see what the number was? Yes. Here's the, here's where I wanted to get to. Six here. and a half. Oh, here, here's six oh. and a half. That touchdown made it twenty six twenty. The Westgate Las Vegas Superbook closed at Florida minus six and a half. Oh, okay. Why didn't they kick the extra point? They don't have to. In college football, there are no rules that you have to kick. If the game's won with no time on the clock, there are That's no rules. Bad. In the NFL, you do. That's in the bad. NFL you do, which leads me to believe the NFL is in bed with the gamblers more than we think, right? Well, it's just more legit. Yeah. Kick the extra yeah. point. The, in the in college ball, you are not required to. You can leave the field. The game is won. I don't think they kick the extra point after the miracle at Michigan either. I, they don't do it in overtime. In overtimes, when they win a game, yeah, there's no extra over. point. If the game's over, that's why. That's why the the number in college ball when it goes to overtime. It, it's always, oh, it freaks you out, right? Yeah, Cause anything can happen at that definitely. point. If you've got the under and it goes to overtime, you're toast. Yeah. A couple more things that happened over the weekend I wanted to get to. Um, did you see in the game, Broncos and, um, um, Cowboys? Yeah. That's who they played. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Pretty forgettable performance sorry. from the Cowboys. Did you, did you see when Benny Fowler got up after he caught that pass that was deemed incomplete? Did you see him fall twice? It was ugly. Dude, when you see stuff like that, you're reminded just how freaking barbaric the sport really is. The dude couldn't even stay on his feet. Could not stay on his feet. He's just trying to get to the sideline and could not get there. I mean, that that makes me cringe. And I know you forget about it and, all right, he'll be back next week. You know he will be. Ronald Leary played yesterday coming off a concussion. You just sort of, eh, He'll be fine. We don't care. He'll be fine. But when you see a guy stumble like that twice just to stay on his feet. It reminds you that these guys every single week just go through hell for for three hours, right? And I know they're compensated handsomely, and I know they're stars, and I know everyone loves them, and they get all that. But for those three hours, they go through some some crap. All right, the play that I thought – the call was a bad one. There were a couple of calls that could have gone. The 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 catch, of course, by Des Bryant on the sideline. I I never saw both feet, but whatever. But the call that went against the Cowboys, where McManus made the field goal, and then they flagged one of the, the Dallas defensive players for what now? Illegal jumping or something like that? What the hell yeah, was that's that? That's where they use a they use an offensive lineman to get leverage and push up off of him. Fifteen yards, first down, automatic. That's rough. It's kind of a dumb rule. Wow. I, I guess if that rule wasn't in place, I'd have to see what kind of chaos would ensue for me to say they should get rid of it. But it does seem overly harsh. A 15-yard personal foul penalty. Well, that's, that turns three points into seven. Yeah, I mean, it, that's crazy. A couple other calls. Vaughn, when he wasn't jumping off sides, as he did three times yesterday, he got hit with that cheesy roughing the passer, which That's I thought was a call. bad call. You tweeted something over the weekend, and I totally agree with you. They made a call in the CU-UNC game, a uh, targeting, and they kicked the guy. I mean, the, the, the quarterback turned his helmet after he made the throw, and their helmets collided. How is that targeting? I don't know. I hate that college call. I hate it. I hate I, the rule. I do, too. And, and look, I, I like it when it's a and it's an extreme play, right, where a guy's coming across the middle and you just launch yourself into him. But if it's accidental. Right. I mean, that's just a guy trying to tackle a guy when they're going full speed. It's just so ticky-tack. And it's a huge penalty, and you're out of the game, and he's going to miss the first half against Washington, which is silly. What, what is this, fifth grade? I know. you got to sit out the first half. 
It, well, it's just kind of ridiculous. The, the quarterback for UNC, if you saw the play, I can't remember the name of the Buffs defensive tackle. I can't remember his name. Number 16. He goes in there with the intent to tackle the quarterback. Well, Nip makes a long throw, and in the process of making that throw, following through, he he whips his head around, and they hit heads. That's what happened. They hit heads. Guys ejected from the game. He didn't go in, and it didn't appear as though it was an intentional shot to the head. Hey, do you guys remember my hot take last week when we were talking about the three games that the local teams were involved in and I said it's the problem with college football is there are too many mismatches. Yes. Mm-hmm. Take a guess what the average margin of victory was for games involving the top ten teams in the country. Mm. Top ten teams in the country. Twenty. Twenty-three. Twenty-nine point six. Wow. Yeah, those are boring games. Yeah. Yeah. Average margin of victory for the teams in the top ten, and that includes USC going to overtime and winning. That, that by was three. a hell of a game. By the way, it was. I love that game because it shows me USC's got some holes. It do, they do. USC's got some holes. Texas has not looked great this e- no. season, and, and they moved the ball readily against that SEC defense and, and, and hung in there. Yes, they did. So even including a three point game that went to overtime, the average margin of victory. So that means the other nine games were awful. Ninety percent of the games involving the top ten teams in the country were. Awful, non-competitive, no chance they were going to lose. Average margin of victory, 29.6 points per game. CU's got Washington this Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Folsom, as the kids say, is going to be lit. What's, what's the number? Did you guys see the number? No. This no. surprises me. What do you think the number is? I haven't looked at it. I would say the Huskies are favored by 8. I'm going to say the Huskies by double digits. They'll go 11 and a half. You guys middled it. The, the Buffs are getting 10 at home. I'm all over those 10 points, man. Seems like a lot of points for a night game at Folsom yeah, yeah. for a team that is just scratching the surface. I mean, I saw it. Did you guys see Pat Forty's tweet over the weekend? No. CU finally gave up a touchdown, dot, 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 to Northern Colorado. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget they didn't give up a touchdown in their first two games. I know the opponents weren't world beaters, but 10 points at home when your defense looks that stout and your offense still looks like it's on the verge of clicking, I like CU. It's, uh, it's been interesting because every week since the preseason, they've been 27th or 28th in the poll. Can't move up. Well, they can't move their schedule. Up. Yeah, but you're three so far. Now, if you do something, but if you win this game, you're in the exactly. teams. If you if you Should win be. if you win this game, then they'll pay attention. I no, I agree, and I actually think it, it's beneficial. It gives them some another thing to rally around. But it's a little bit of like, all right, if you start 27th and you're three and zero, shouldn't you be in the top 25? Hmm. I'm not too worried about it. Are you? I mean, these early polls. Me. And they bug you, but that's why early polls should never happen. So you know, I got a, I got a question, matter. though. How come I didn't get any texts or tweets about being right about this mismatches in college football? I got some about being wrong about it, even though I was completely right. How come How come I didn't get any of those? People like to pinpoint your inaccuracies. Oh, oh, they just like to talk when, I'm, when they think yeah. I'm wrong. People love picking on you when you're wrong. Here's my... They love it. End of the show hot take. Yeah. Broncos country. Don't pop the champagne on September 7th. I don't think anybody has. Mm. I don't think anybody you has. You weren't reading my timeline. Uh, we've had a lot of fired up moments in this show. Everybody likes to get fired up. Time now for our Hansford fired up finale. Is the fired up finale presented by the Troy Hansford real estate team? Here's what's got us fired up today. This is what I think is going to happen. I think it's a road to nowhere. They're going to be stuck in this interminable rut of seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven, 
the kind of thing that has people in Kansas City and Cincinnati wanting to pull their hair out, and I'm trying to prevent them from falling in the rut. But Bronco fans who are enamored with the fact that they're 2-0, and even though – and this is where I was off on this. The, when the Broncos play at home in September, the way the NFL is now with training camp mm-hmm. and preseason and teams not playing – Teams can't come in here and win at altitude in September while they're still getting in shape. So now it's, now it's the altitude. They can't. They no, can't come no, in here. No credit at all to 13. Mm. He's a, he benefits well, well, let from me ask altitude. You this, Nick. What would you like me to do? Other than give him an A minus, <laughs> other than open my hot take with a praise. I can't, there's nothing we can say. What would you like me to do? If, to, if this window had a handle, I want you to buy if I Starbucks. opened it and just jumped out, would that be enough? <laughs> Like, what would you like me to do? Seems a little extreme. <laughs> You're the one who brought it up, man. I mean, you, there's an elevator shaft. No, re-listen to that. Who brought up Trevor Simeon? I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I didn't bring him up if we go back and, and go through the 12 segments. How many segments did I bring him up? Your whole tome on the road to nowhere revolves around 13. Okay. Yeah. So when's the big dinner? Friday night, correct? We're good correct. on Friday. You know, my my wife mentioned that there's Where are we a, headed? Hold on a second. Are you really going to be involved in this? Because I might. God, I hope not. Uh, I mean, I thought we were just joking around when you said you were going to tag along. Just give don't me the you, details. Don't, you, don't come. you feel awkward? Don't you owe Arn Anderson? Why don't you buy his dinner that night? Uh, I think Arn and I are going to get lunch this week. Wait a minute. You're you're weaseling out of this and turning it into lunch? Oh, you should see my text to Arn over the... I offered a variety of options. All right, now listen. Friday already, night, hey, join us. I won the... He's dub- moving. Hey, by the way, congratulations to Arn Anderson. I'm not sure if we're allowed to say it, but he got a job in Raleigh. So you congrats. just said it. Yeah, well, I just did. Hey, why, why, who would be offended? I've already... <laughs> I don't know. I've already won the double or nothing on you Manchester. Have. I get... Uh, uh, just a ridiculous, like a rookie NFL class steak dinner. You can have like the bone-in yes. filet. Well, should, you could, you could use some of that double on. on should, should we, if you want, because I'm I'm that kind of guy. I'm a nice guy. I'm willing to do triple or nothing if you can find me some other wager. I tell you, by this time I, I tomorrow, just, I think by this time to tomorrow. No, I think. oh no, we're going to dinner no matter what. <laughs> when I say triple or nothing, the price tag keeps going up. You know, I never let I never let uh, my wife buy the lobster because I'm cheap. She's going to buy the lobster. That's fine. That's she's fine. buying the lobster. Friday she wants night. to do Oscar style, maybe do a oh, little crab cool and some hollandaise. I might bring fine. some home. <laughs> so if you want to go triple okay. or nothing, you want to be to-go box guy? I might take home a Dom Perignon like the Broncos <laughs> used to do when I did that show at the Palm. Uh, my wife will be allowed to have a salad. <laughs> a side salad. <laughs> That'd be funny if you do. You, you can't eat because they're going to eat a lot. <laughs> How uncomfortable would you and Terry be if my wife and I just ordered a salad? That was all we in a, had. In a water. <laughs> Stick a house salad in the water. In a water. In a salad or a water. I wouldn't lemon. feel uncomfortable at all. <laughs> Bring the lobster, baby. That would be a all great All right, that'll move. do it for this show. I'd like to thank our guests today, Joel Dries and James Palmer. Tomorrow, don't forget, every Tuesday, Akeem Talib, right here on Altitude 950. See you then. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Avalanche season gets underway as Colorado takes on Las Vegas in their preseason opener. The pregame show starts at 6.35 and puck drop is at 7 o'clock with Mark Mosier on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver. Walk shot, battle on these boards, whatever we need, we pay the price. This is the home of your Colorado Avalanche. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 Studios.
Scott Hastings, Julie Brownman. Hastings and Brownman starts now. Your construction smells of corruption. I manipulate to recreate. This air took around saga. Got a longer. All right, here we go. Victory Monday. If you know the words and you're in a private place, feel free to sing it. If not, I said Broncos start the season two and zero with a walloping. Can we say walloping? Butt kicking. Butt kicking of the Dallas Cowboys. Scott and Julie with you here on a Monday morning. Altitude 950 is the place. Thank you for joining us. Uh, man, we'll break it down. Our Repro Partners text line 30933. Give us a shout out. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll kind of go over what happened this past weekend, where it was, what it was. Um, break it all down. I saw an interesting tweet that I think, think that Manchester will hate. In fact, I saved. You want me? You want me to get into this now, or just yeah. kind of get into the weekend and and and, and just no, let, let's get into it now. Let's let's make this organic show. I didn't listen to a lot of the morning show today. Usually, I do. I can't imagine that Manchester found much wrong. Oh, oh, no, no, it, he did. He did. He did. It's lucky and lucky. And, yeah, Trevor Simeon, they ain't any good. This is all fake. Blah blah blah. Listen, here's here's what you got to remember. With, with the, the haters. And listen, it's too early in the season. And, and he does make a point that early in the year, Denver's always good early in the year. People get in adjusted shape, whatever. It, it, it's like he wants to, people to apologize for them being, you know, to start the season off well all the time. I, I don't know why. Is there hate in his heart? I, gosh, I, I don't know what it is. I, I think there's anti-establishment in his heart mm, and, okay. and, and whatever. I, I, whatever. But, but here's what happens. When, when you choose a side and your side's wrong, um, you, you've either got to be big enough to say, you know what, I'm wrong. And not a lot of people want to do that. Uh, I, I'm going to have one of those moments in, in the second segment. I'm uh, just to tease a little bit ahead. I, I'm going to, I'm going to step back and, and make an apology. Uh, in, in, but I'm going to wait the second segment. So just <laughs> make you think about what I'm sorry for because I think I'm wrong. And, and, and we'll talk about it. Just leave it there. Don't let me forget that. Okay. No, I won't forget when you admit I know, that you're wrong. I, know, I, I know. got that down. I know. I know. But, but, but too many people don't want to admit they're wrong. And, and, and if they don't want to admit they're wrong, then, then the only conclusion that you can have, and, and see if you follow my logic here. Dan, see if you follow my logic on this also. So a person has an opinion. And, and if they can't, Step up and say, "Oh, by the way, I was wrong. I'm 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 wrong at this time anyway." And 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 listen, they're they're going to have some bad games, and Trevor won't play as good as he did, and blah blah blah, whatever, whatever. Okay. But if you can't admit when you're wrong, then then the other the other what perception I got to have, then you just don't know what you're talking about. And, And see, I think people that are very smart and very intelligent can be wrong on different occasions. Now, are you big enough to sit there and say, "Gosh, you know what? I might have made a mistake." If you can't, then then the only other conclusion I can draw is you really don't know what you're talking about. Is that fair? Is there another option in there? Yeah, you know, I have a hard time, and we'll break it down like you said. I have a hard time with anybody 
that found fault, severe fault, with what Trevor did yesterday. There was the interception. Um, there were a couple plays that didn't necessarily go right. But what I saw, and it was expanded playbook, and I want to I want to talk to you about that. And Trevor is no four touchdown passes. Listen, he's not a John Elway. He's never going to be known for his scrambling ability. But also what I'm seeing is he can scramble enough to get the job done. Yeah, and another another couple big runs uh, in, in yesterday's game. I just feel like we're seeing another level to Trevor Simeon in that both you and I kind of thought that last year we couldn't evaluate him because of the injury, because of the line, because of the depleted running game. Well, all those factors, he's healthy. The line's better. We'll talk about Menelik Watson. CJ looked great. And now we're seeing a better Trevor Simeon. And, and, and hopefully you'll know more about Garrett Bowles. Remember, you've got a guy that's a wide receiver out in New York who had a, a an ankle sprain, sprain who basically came out what Friday said, listen, this is a six to eight, eight week injury. Well, you know, an ankle. Um, Garrett Bowles goes out. They, they come back. The x-rays were negative on a fracture. They'll do an MRI now. Uh, Mike Kliss, I think, of Channel 9 is reporting that it was, is not an Achilles. That was a question for a while also. His reaction was the scariest thing. Yeah. Well, but you know, you're a 300 plus pound guy. And when you, when you, when your joints go, go bad on you, a knee or an ankle, I mean, that's a lot of stress on those joints. I mean, that's, that's a lot of things. We'll, we'll see what that is. That, that's a, the biggest concern on what should have been a great, great day is, uh, your young first round draft pick, left tackle, who's been playing pretty good for a left, for a young left tackle and, and, and hopefully a great, uh, future for him. I, I don't, here's my worry. Some Tyson Bryla was playing pretty good for the Denver Broncos a couple of years ago, hurt his shoulder and, and never came back and never was the same. Yeah. Ended up trading him away. So I, 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 I'm, I'm wishing upon anything and everything that it, that it's some, that it's not like that. But but the stat I found and and let me just kind of read it to you and you guys do what what you will. Um, you now have 16 games in for Trevor Simeon, okay? Uh, 16 games that he has performed as a starter. So a full season in this league. So basically a full season. Well, he's 10 and six as a starter, I believe. So he's eight and six last year, two and zero oh to start this year. Um. He has a completion rating percentage of about 60%. He's thrown for 38-51 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Okay? that That's his full 16 games uh, spread. 60% completion rating, 24-12, to 2-1 to touchdown to interceptions, and over 3,800 yards. I, and I, I know you'll remember this because you have a mind like a steel trap. That I said earlier in the year, I said, what at the end of the year that you look up and Trevor, Trevor has, I think I said 28 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. You know, I think I said that 24, 12. Uh, I said, you know, close to 4,000 yards, well, 3850, you know, completion percentage in the 60%. Would you say he had a good year? And we all said, would, would you take that? We all said, we all said yes with the caveat that what's the record? Well, 10 because, and 6. Yeah, because you can have all those stats, but if your team's not winning games and they are winning games, you know, at 10 and right. 6. Um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I was really happy, obviously, with the game yesterday. I mean, it was a butt kicking. Like for, you know what I got tired of? I got tired of everybody telling us from the guest we had on, on Friday from Dallas, from the, um, DallasCowboys.com and even the national media, 
Even the broadcasters yesterday at the start of the game were talking about how cool under pressure Dak Prescott is. Mm. Like nothing phases this guy, you know, and he's only thrown four picks before yesterday. And that even though the Broncos have this great secondary and there's Vaughn Miller, it's going to be fine. Dak Prescott is is got a slow heartbeat and he never gets rattled. Right. And I was like, enough. Right. Enough. All week we heard that. All week. Yeah. He's never played against the Bronco defense, and he's never played at Mile High Stadium Sports 30 Field. Did yeah. you kind of get like that? Like, well, yeah. Well, but if you remember, we we talked about on the show, and 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 I felt that the defense of Denver, and and, and once again, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back, but we said in training camp this defense looks closer to the the one that won the Super Bowl than it did last year. We had defensive players on left and right during the training camp, and they all said they had a horrible year last year. And yet they were a top-10 defense. But they all felt like they, they, they didn't play well last year. Um, we said in training camp, going out there watching practice, dude, there's something about them. There's an attitude about these guys that's closer to what they were when they coined the name, the no-fly zone, the thing. And so we talked about breaking down this game and said, listen, I know they get, you know, Williams is a nice play, Bryant's a nice guy, but I kind of like Akeem Tlaib over there, and I kind of like Chris Harris. Now, Chris Harris' interception was a little lucky in the sense that Des Bryant just let it go through his hands and, and it hits him in the bread basket and he, he gets a pick. But but the way that, that Tlaib, even on the touchdown that Bryant had, Tlaib's right there. I, I thought they did a masterful job on him. We thought that if the defense can kind of win battles against their offense – well, uh, nine carries eight yards or, or, or something like that for, for the, the Elliot. Um, well, the defense did that their defense is their weak part. We thought that they could move the ball on, on Dallas. Well, they 42, two points. I don't know, you know, pick six, but they moved the ball. They moved the ball on them. But I don't think anybody could have, could have foreseen what they did with deck, with, um, Elliot. I don't think anybody saw that coming. It would be tough to the guy, the guy's lowest, listen, he led the NFL in rushing last year, and the guy's lowest uh, low water mark for rushing in a game was 51 yards. Right. He had nine carries yesterday for eight yards. And, and it kind of, go back and watch the first play of the game, a running play by Dallas, and he gets stuffed, he gets stuffed at the line of scrimmage. The best line in offense, and we keep saying that, is the Dallas Cowboys. It, it, and, and we'll throw it out there. Ring Pro Partner text time, 309-33. Who, who won the battle of the trenches? Really on both ends. But the D-line, Gotsis, Pecco, Wolf, th- those guys on the D-line, I mean, I mean, th- those guys controlled the best offensive line in football. Coming up after the break, I'm going to give you the answer what Dak Prescott said. And you're going to be really interested to hear what he said about Absolutely. who was more physical at the line. And, and I've got an apology to come up there because I, I this is just how I feel. Listen, I you know I'm still a little foggy today, but anyway, this is the way I feel. If you're wrong about something, apologize. Say and admit admit you're wrong. Otherwise, to me, the, the only other thing I can think of is you just don't know what you're talking about. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm sorry. And I, and no, well, I'm sorry. Sorry you have to work with me every day. Sorry about that. But I'm going to apologize. But I'm also, you know, and then I'm going to try to be, try to get on board. I'm trying to get on board. I'm, I'm going to try to get on board. I'm going to try to get on board. Okay. Okay. 
All right, we'll come back. It's Scott and Jilly, Victory Monday, 42-17. You got the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Broncos all atop the AFC West. 6-0 and those teams. And then you got the Chargers. We'll talk about that too. We got a lot of stuff going on. It's Scott and Julie out to 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Dick Lombardi show. This is the first time they got hit in the mouth at their own game. And I guess when you look at what the Broncos did, Joel, that's what I think the Broncos should be most proud of. They beat the Cowboys at their own game. Yeah, I, what I love was the improvement from week one to week two. Obviously, Denver was well in control of the game against the Cowboys, and instead of getting into the middle of the third quarter, the beginning of the fourth quarter, and let things slip away and unravel, and you have a close game on your hands, they put the put the foot on their throat and just stayed in control the entire time. Just a, a true beatdown of the Cowboys. Vic Lombardi, every weekday morning, 7 to 10, only on Altitude 950. You know what they say about all work and no play. Come be our guest at Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino, Santa Fe's Playground. It's an easy drive for a long weekend. Stay at our beautiful Four Diamond Hilton Hotel. Play golf at the Toa Golf Club on a Hale Irwin Masterpiece. Pamper yourself in luxury in the Wolfie Spa. Enjoy fine dining. And, of course, Buffalo Thunder's thrilling casino action. Come be our guest. At Buffalo Thunder. Book a Santa Fe getaway at buffalothunderresort.com. Get power to spare with a Honda generator, and you'll never be left in the dark again. Honda puts clean, economical, portable power when and where it's needed most, when you least expect it. Honda generators all have easy-starting, dependable Honda engines to keep the power going. Get turned on to a Honda generator from Jack's Ranch and Home in Fort Collins and enjoy for home or play. Visit jacksmercantile.com. Changes in the air, Colorado. Hot days, cold nights, fall is coming, and I say let it come. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for My Car Guys, Johnson Auto Plaza. Let me tell you about making a change in your driveway. Ram Power Days makes this the season for a new Ram truck. Johnson has 350 new Rams in stock, and each one discounted for Ram Power Days. Let the Johnson family introduce you to the Ram family. The Ram 1500, 2500, 3500. Pick a Ram, any Ram. Cummins Diesel or Hemi V. Only the start of the you-make-it-your-own Ram choices, colors, equipment. Pick your favorite digital toys inside. This year, Ram has got the competition on its heels with the most impressive lineup ever. This is the kind of change you want. Ram Power Days. There's no better truck than Ram and no better place to get yours than Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. North of E-470 on Highway 85. JohnsonAutoPlaza.com. Hey, Vic Lombardi here. I love this time of year. Nothing better than lying in bed on a cool, crisp autumn night and drifting off to a quiet, restful night's sleep. But if you or a loved one has sleep apnea, sounds of snoring may be echoing throughout the whole house. CPAP is typically used as the first line of treatment for sleep apnea, but studies show up to 50% of people who have a CPAP machine don't even use it. Now there's a silent, mask-free treatment option available right here in Denver. It's called Inspire. 
Inspire is an implantable device that works inside your body with your natural breathing process. It delivers mild stimulation to keep your airway open, giving you and your partner the restful sleep you need. Inspire is FDA approved and currently offered at more than 100 leading medical centers across the country. Visit InspireSleep.com to learn more, review important safety information, and find a doctor who can help determine if Inspire is right for you. The freedom to sleep like everyone else is just a click away at InspireSleep.com. That's InspireSleep.com. If you're a mom or dad of a child who struggles, you've searched high and low trying everything you can. From tutors to counselors, specialists to pills, you've tried them all with little success. You need to know there is a program that has helped tens of thousands of kids just like yours. Brain Balance Achievement Centers can make a real difference for your child. Brain Balance is a drug-free solution that deals with the root cause of issues like ADHD, dyslexia, audio processing, and behavioral challenges. Our combination of sensory motor exercises, academic skill building, and a clean eating plan doesn't just mask the issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child has trouble making friends, is disruptive in school, or is frustrated to the point of tantrums, now is the time to call Brain Balance Achievement Centers. Now six centers serving families in northern Colorado. Call 800-877-5500 today. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Hastings and Browman. Definitely, man, definitely, man. Mike McCoy out here. Tip your hat to Mike McCoy, man. He, could, he can get out there and move the change by himself. Let alone, let alone give him CJ and DT and E and Trev. Man, it's, it's, it's going to be good. Keep Tlaib after the game last night. Don't forget you can catch a keep tomorrow morning on with Vic on the Vic Lombardi show right here now to 950. That's going to lead to my, I, I'm going to say, I'm sorry. Do we have any I'm sorry music? <sighs> Hold on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, that kind of makes me get a headache right there. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good, yeah, that's not a good sound right there, Dan, this morning. Um, you know what? I, I and I'm going to, uh, I'll tell you where I, I, Sit before I tell you where I stand. I've never, I've not been a Mike McCoy fan for a bunch of years. I, I was anti Mike McCoy, um, during the Kyle Orton years. I tended to blame him for the Kyle Orton years and debacle. Maybe that was more of just, that was Kyle Orton was who I thought he was, which is true. Um, everybody has come out and has been positive. Uh, DT has said that, uh, um, Emmanuel Sanders said that, Akiva Talib said that, Trevor, Trevor Simeon has said that, everybody has sang the praises of Mike McCoy. Now, I hated after the break how he came up, run up the middle right, run up the middle left, now you know they're gonna pass, here comes a sack, boom boom, they get a, get a touchdown. Um, and I, and I felt like, uh, it was a predictable coming out of the break, just real conservative, let's, let's get, let's get the, a rush taken off of him a little bit, you know. But that being said, I'm sorry, music. Yeah. Mike, if you're listening, I've been an, a, a, a critic and I've been an antagonist. And I was wrong. Mike, you are creative. And you understand what you have in your Denver Broncos. And I am trusting you now for these next 14 weeks. And I am putting my faith 
back in your hands. Be gentle with that faith. Coddle it. Hold it. Hold it. Love it. Caress it. Mike McCoy, I am yours. You're easy. I, I am yours. No, I, I listen. I, I think I'm wrong, and and I and I. But like I said, I, I think I'm wrong. Mike McCoy. I mean, yesterday what they did to the Dallas Cowboys. I thought there was creativity running the ball. Yeah. I thought there was creativity. There were a couple longer throws, which we hadn't necessarily seen. I was. It was way less predictable than it had been. Does that mean that Gary Kubiak was just ultra conservative no. in his it, play call, or Kubiak, he didn't have the weapons? I, I think, and if you and, and you're going to chance uh, Buffalo this week, and and the as you heard on the, the morning show, the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills, who who look bad right now, is Rick Dennison. And I, I don't know. If last year was McCoy, or excuse me, or Dennison or Kubiak. I know this, Peyton's last year, that basically Peyton and Dennison never talked. They, they, you, know, you stay away from me. You know, they, there was no conversation that happened between the offensive coordinator and Peyton. Last year, I think, I think Rico, that was kind of his, his coming out party, if you will. Um, and it was horrible. I mean, it, it was a very predictable. Now, I think they've upgraded some of the positions. Uh, Menelik Watson had a tough first game. I know he gave up another sack yesterday, but for the most part, played pretty well. I thought the offensive line, McGovern, I think is doing a great job, uh, in, in, in the middle for O'Leary or for Larry, right? I think he's been solid. Um, Bowles and, 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 you know, Stevenson came in and I thought did a pretty good job in, in replacement also. So, uh, the, the offensive line is improved. So I, I listen, I, I have not been a Mike McCoy fan. And, and I don't think Dallas defense is necessarily great. In fact, I think, I, I think the pass rush, especially of, of the, of the Chargers, may be better than the Cowboys. It is. But did you know going into that game, I didn't realize that the Cowboys were the number one team against the rush going into that game. We didn't see any of that yesterday. And to be fair, their secondary was totally depleted going in yeah. and, and then throughout they lost the game. a couple bodies also. Right. Well, I, I, Troy Aikman uh, w- was doing the color, and and for me, I'm saying, oh, here we go. You know, anytime the Cowboys go good, he, oh, cowboy, cowboy guy. Um, but Troy Aikman said something I thought was, you, you, you know, in Sports Illustrated, that uh, there's that little clip, the, the sign, the apocalypse is upon us, and it's somebody saying something goofy and stuff. Troy Aikman goes. Man, I, I didn't realize Denver's defense or, or, or Denver up front was so physical. I mean, he 